The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Love Talk Radio. This blog talk radio show is supported and paid for by Lacosa Nostra Radio. All expressed views and opinions of the host and guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Lacosa Nostra Radio and its leadership. Hello, 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 and welcome to La Cosa Nostra Radio, Open Poetry with Boo and Jay. Uh, La Cosa Nostra is a family unit located on allpoetry.com. Allpoetry.com, the world's largest poetry community. I want to thank Kevin and the crew for giving us a place to call home, hang our hats, and just chill out and relax. Without further ado, let me bring in the boss herself, the virtuoso on the ivories. Boo, hello, Boo. Hey, now everyone knows I'm a geek. <laughs> Why is that? Why is that? You got your work phone going, don't you, Boo? Why can't The only phone I have the work pieces, so I have to go Okay, okay. You're breaking up just a little bit, but we will get you up there and get you going. And uh, with that, let me uh, bring on... Sugar. Hey, Brandy. Hey, darling. 
y'all doing? How y'all doing? I'm not jinxing myself. I actually behaved for once and, did, and sat still all day. <laughs> we'll see if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shush. <laughs> there you go. Stop laughing. You're not supposed to laugh. <laughs> all right. Let me let me keep on going to the phone line. Okay. And let's welcome to the show Nick. Hello, Nick. How you doing? Hey, what's up? Nick, how you doing, darling? Hey, how are you? Well, can can't complain. Doing well, pretty good. Doing can. pretty good. We are rocking and we're rowing here, and we're keeping it going. And uh, let's welcome. Hopefully he'll uh, not get lost in South Dakota again. Wayne. Hey, Wayne. What's up, guys and girls? Hey, Wayne. <laughs> hey, you doing, Brandy? Nick? Boo? Jay? Over. <laughs> Wayne. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. Oh, mother. Ain't no mom. <laughs> Boo is. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, Boo. Boo. Brandy. Brandy ain't no mom. You know, Mama, I can, play, I can take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got... Um... Hold on, I'm just uh, typing a message. All right, boom. Okay, I sent one I needed to send out, and uh, hopefully we can get Boo's phone working better. I'm right here. Okay, we got we got you. Your phone is yeah, it's come cutting in and out. So. And I'll call back. Again. Okay, if you're gonna complain. I'll call back. All right. Okay, with that, uh, Nick, I'm gonna have you start out the show. Let me see. Make sure. That, yeah, I grabbed it already. All right, let me put it on the board, and uh, we'll get you going here. I'm right there? All right, Nick. All right, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Hear you real yeah. All right. All right, cool. This is called, you know, this, that is how live. These thoughts want to control me. It's like they're buried in my skin. I want to hold the line, but it's hard to defend. Myself against the monsters creeping in again. I'm lost in my brain. When will this torment end? I can't to es- I can't seem to escape my memory palace, drinking post-traumatic stress from the holy chalice. Why do I feel weak for wanting to cry? Is it because it, because it comes to the feeling of wanting to die? I just want to break free from the pri- from my prison of rage, unlock the welded doors of this ice cold cage. I'm writing my story on a bloodstained page. It's like I'm touring through every age, where my life is fragile like china or glass, seconds away from being in the ground or turned into ash. That was the question my mother asked when she convinced herself that the worst hadn't passed. I want to show the world that I'm a new man, wake up every day with the affirmation I can learn to run as soon as I can stand. I'm not a monster anymore. I am just a person searching for a purpose in life after so many years of sleeping with a knife, a black widow always in disguise, promising peace, nothing but lies. Then I open my eyes after so long while the weak man finally becomes strong. It was dormant inside me all along when I came to fear when my blood was drawn. 
I seek answers in life that I may never get, but I refuse to live my life drinking from the well of regret. It seems the way forward is clearly set. I've got red in my ledger, an ocean of debt, but no longer I won't be the monster inside me. Through my eyes he sees, licking his lips with carnal greed, that he won't come out because I won't cause myself to bleed. After all these years, I became a good seed. Ken Palm. Damn, that is awesome. I love the message you put behind this. It was really uplifting. It was really straightforward, and it really brought the point out. I, I love the direction you went. I love the strength in this piece because there is tons and tons of strength. And um, the overall, uh, you know, you won't let, you refuse to live your life drinking from the well of regret. I love that line. I love that line, and I think that line is something everybody must grab a hold of because we will go forward and we will um, have something better if we just move it forward and just have that strength behind us. Excellent job, brother. Excellent job. And um, Brandy, what do you think? Oh, I'm typing out. I'm typing out it right now. I said yes. You spoke the truth of how man should help should hold their fellow man. Should help their fellow man. We are all weak, but if it takes just one person to help another person then we know what direction we need to go together. It takes one person to do one brave act to show we do not stand alone in this world. You know, yes, 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 yes. I miss your poetry. I've been gone for so long. This is such a treat. (laughs) Thank you, Brandy. That was very well said. And um, Wayne. Uh, yeah, it's, um, for a minute, for a second there, I thought you did regress a bit when you first started reading for him, but uh, then he ended the point real well, and, and uh, so it sounded real good. You know, all you do is one step at a time and with a smile. That's all you can do, and uh, get a little better every time. But you're doing great hanging there, and uh, stay true to yourself. This is a great poem. You did a great job with the rhyme, great job with the full story storyline. That's a very, very good poem. Good job. Good Excellent, excellent. Thank you, Nick, for calling. I know you got uh, stuff that's going on right now. Yeah, I, I got to go. Yeah. No problem, brother, no problem. You take care. And take uh, thank you for such an amazing, uh, amazing poem. Really enjoyed it. Now, with that, let me go to a little bit of our sound clouds because I want to play some of our sound clouds today. We got quite a few of them today. Let me go ahead and pick one here. Um, I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to go with little Dante to start. So here we go. All right. And don't mind if I put you on, on mute. I'm putting everybody on mute. I'm even putting myself on mute. So there you go. Myself <laughs> so on mute here's, here's a little Dante. If only I, that would be great to start off with. But lately I don't even got the wits. Looking at cigarettes through the inside of me. The more, the lesser I am me. The more darker I can be. Yet, who am I without you by my side? I've been destroying me at night. And in the day I think, 
because I want us to be saved from the brink. I fight for you while you fight to heal you. To me, you always will be beautiful. Yet your mind have fear so fearful. I feel so much pain as you say. I'm not coming back, not even a single day. Damn it. Despite of how much I love you, I don't want us to be true. I didn't even want to break up. Yet you put the emergency start, leaving me behind to ask, am I enough? Am I enough? Am I even worried of your love? Are you of mine? Shit, if even we could read between the lines. It's not time. We were doing so fine. You say you keep busy, but poetry or music won't fill me. The one thing I really want us is to go on. To me, you are the one. And now you're gone. But in my heart, mind you are there. And you ask me to go to nowhere to replace you. Go, Dante. Find someone new. No, I can't shut you out. Shit. What you want me to do? Shout it out loud? What should I even do with the ring I bought for you? Is this the meaning of true love? Am I even enough? Or just a puppet you can shove to the side and lock it up overnight? So what if you are afraid? Scared to death of needing me? You let that get you caged instead of letting us be? Letting us to go to each other? Loving each other up close? Listen, love? I don't want anyone else. Because I don't know how to begin with the cells. To sell myself to someone new I don't want. When your mark is all over me, or even to get you back into my land, where we can be happy, not with a feeling empty. Because I know there is more to us beneath the surface than I see what's reading on your face, pretending to be happy while inside you think of me day and night, as I do day in and out on my mind. I won't let any face turn me blind, because my love for you is my, my love is deep. Don't sleep because it's deep. Let me hold your hand to it, doll. Because your love is what I want, after all. This is so deep and so heart-wrenching and so filled with emotion. Um, I just, you know, just just the feeling throughout this and 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 everything that he put into this and poured into this. I think it's such a powerful, powerful piece. It comes straight from his heart, and that is oftentimes the most raw and powerful poetry there can be. Amazing, amazing job. Um, Before we go any further, let's welcome Raz to the show. Raz, I know you got to hear Hello, OCN. Raz, who's that? Hey, man. Hi, sir. Raz, what do you think about that uh, audio? Yeah, there's some words that speak straight from the heart, like you're saying, you are so beautiful, why are you so beautiful, am I good enough, and all I want is your love. Coming from anyone, those are very true words of uh, sincerity in which you're pleading for someone else to understand that you really care on a level that... uh, you care to share. Incredible comment. Um, Brandy, what do you think? Uh, I had to I had to pop up my contact popped out halfway down. I was like, Oh God, not now. Um, uh, but you know what, I have to agree you know, it's like where was the part? Uh, it's the meaning of true love, am I enough? I mean, he put the princes Right, well, let me go back up. Am I enough? And he put in prison. Am I enough? 
he put the oomph in that. And then, you know, and then he was like, you know, like a, or just a puppet you can shove to the side. That, if that don't speak truth or how people treat each other when they're in a relationship, you shouldn't be with that person at all. That kind of relationship just makes me angry. It makes me want to beat the crap out of somebody. Just beat them mm-hmm. outside the head with a two-by-four. See, even Boo Rip. See, as a woman, Boo realizes that, you know, you want to be there for your friend, but, you know, they that blind, you got to knock some common sense into them. Open their peepers and beat the huffer apart. But you can't do what you got to do. You got to let them know. But as, but as the poem, I know I'm breathing. But <laughs> no, as the poem go as ahead, whole... Randy. As poem as a whole, I love the emotion and conviction of it. You know? I'm going to have to type a comment of this. Yes. I'm going to comment. All right. All right. And Wayne, what did you think? Well, yeah, great. I think it's Irish accent and a strong emotional read here. He shows his love for this lady and he laid it right on the line. And he's not taking no for an answer. He's willing to fight for his love and he's going to go for it. So I hope he, hope he wins this battle, and if anyone can, he can, because he's got a strong personality and and strong and strong emotions, and, and he's going for it. So good luck with your with your hunt, and I hope you hope you work all works out. Great poem, great rhyme, great flow, great line, great storyline. And boo. Yeah, this is like heartbreak epitomized. I mean, this is exactly how it feels, exactly how the hurt feels, how the pain feels. You can hear it in his voice. You can see it in the words. It's just an utter pain and sucks. And we can all relate. We've all been there, I think. Uh, wish I could do something for him to help him or help him get better. But, damn, it's so cliche, but the only thing that works is time. So fucking lame. Even saying that, but and you never know. Maybe it'll work out if you just give some space or something. That's what you always hope for. Um... Yeah, this just broke my heart to read it. I just feel like sad and uh, so sorry, Dante. And uh, I know you love your news. I hope that uh, she'll see that. Great comment, Boo. You know what? I'm thinking about what to do next, and I think we'll continue on with the audio just for a little bit. And uh, if anybody really, really needs to go, message me on um on all poetry, and we will uh, get you in there as soon as we can. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to play another audio here. I'm going to put a little Titus in here. And let's go to Hobbitsville. Hobbitsville, land of magnanimity. Based sadly on a true story, 1998. My gardening for a couple in Bansted, Surrey, UK. The husband, an 80-year-old pensioner, kept coming out to see I was getting on. He fell on a rake. He was never the same again and died three months later. With regret, the helping of others, I've learned to make good a display of such a beautiful land. Elderly souls, this heyday, they'd have yearned the beautiful garden, just what they had planned. So unfortunate, the disarray of tools around me Saves time, close at hand, a fall it would uncover, 
Man's complacency, yes, this world of discovery, for once had I alone thence did throw another. While as a misanthrope I dare not be disturbed, the garden was their fortune from the window to remind the wife how one can be perturbed. The hindrance of her husband maketh a widow. He'd come out for the company of a gardener, the good deed to feed the nature, love's sake for the good he had done, and I as the partner. Oh, I'll forgive him, notwithstanding on that rake. There is no blemish on my part. I find it dutiful to fulfil a duty for them it is without hindrance. Whether or not she had seen now how beautiful heaven was, he roams now forsaken adherence. She put the garden first, more a beautiful past to see her at the window. How sadly from a whim I would not wish to disturb her, for love does last. Then this beautiful array shall remind her of him. I'm reading the um, the wonderful, wonderful um, um, author's notes. Actually, her husband kept pandering about like a hobbit, seeing how I was getting on and stood on the rake. He fell over it. He was never the same after that. Within a month, he was dead. Oh, my gosh. And I think I had not offered to do some gardening for them. He'd have lived a little longer than his 80 years. I do have some regret. This is this is fascinating. This is absolutely fascinating. It's based on a true story. Uh, a couple in Surrey, England, the United Kingdom. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this is this is quite the story, and and I love I love how he put it in po- poetry form and poetic form because it told such such a, an amazing story. I I love the story of the hobbits. His his voice sounds so much like the actor who plays Bilbo in, in the Hobbit, and I, I I and that 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 dude is an awesome actor. I've seen him in uh, the modern day Sherlock. And, uh, oh, he's been in a few other things that I just find him incredible in. And, uh, yeah, he plays Dr. Holmes in that. And uh, I think I think he's just an amazing actor and just a wonderful, wonderful way to put this. And the story itself is just, just flows so, so fabulous. Uh, Raz, what do you think about this one? Yes, in this right, I am interpreting something slightly different. And uh, although I see from the author's note the intention here is really of the Hobbit and the kind of relationship he had in and out of the Shire, I uh, interpret this to mean a kind of bond of which you share with another person that goes on not being noticeable on the surface, a kind of psychic connection that extends over the years and uh, every time you thought you were alone, it's like that person was there with you. Excellent comment. Wayne, what do you think? Yes, I've heard this before, and uh, many times I had a little conversation about this, but uh, 
he more the stuff that he the widow feels he's he feels the widow thinks he's the one to blame for his passing, which uh, Titus wouldn't it wouldn't Titus his father it was just an accident. So uh, and so Titus had to come to grips with this while how this lady felt about his her, her husband passing, but he's eighty years old. And he died at the place where he liked to where he liked to work. He's out in the, out the field where he wanted to be. So he's in the best place he could be when he passed. And Titus shouldn't have any hard feelings about it. And the and the widow is just uh, some she has to deal with, but it wasn't Titus's fault. So I wouldn't hold much much feelings if I had to. I wouldn't feel I wouldn't feel that bad about it as far as. Uh, been feeling guilty about it. He can always feel bad about it, but he wouldn't feel guilty about it. He's a great point. He did a great job with this and good storyline. And he did a wonderful job with this. I like it a whole lot. I agree. And before we go on, let's say hello to Linda. Hello, Linda. How are you? Hi, JC. I'm good. Linda. How are you? Hi, Miss Linda. Hi, everybody. Hi. What's up, everybody? Chicken We're and doing pretty good. Happy Monday. You guys for a while. Yeah, it's Mother's Day. My daughter called me at seven o'clock this morning to wish me a happy Mother's Day on a Sunday, and it was cool because I wasn't in church because my husband was ill, so we didn't go. So I was here to get her call. Happy Mother's Day, Linda. Thank you, darling. Yes, happy Mother's Day. I, yeah, I did I send her. I did send you a text. I did send you a text, Linda. So there you go. Oh, I did get it too. Thank you so much. That was very sweet. And uh, let me get one more comment for Titus. Um, Brandy, what do you think about Titus's poem? I'm typing it up. You know, if I did not know this was based on actual facts, I would have never known and would have thought this was a story. But when you mentioned it and I looked up top, I was like, oh, my God, this is based on true facts. Then I read the author's notes, and I was like, oh, crap, you know. But the imagery as the poem itself is very, it's just just full of life and vivid. You can see it in your mind. You just see it in your mind being played out and acted out and everything. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to need a drink after this. (laughs) Not yet, hey, not so, yet. We're gonna have you too. We're gonna have not, you read not first. Kind of not that kind of drink. Not that kind of drink. A sprite. I'm gonna have a sprite. <laughs> I don't drink anymore. I feel I love drinking. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no drinking yet. Not even a sprite, because you have to read next. Darn it! Let me finish typing. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Finish typing. Uh, what we'll do is we'll say uh, Tuesday, nine o'clock Eastern. Boo, tell us about it. Okay, I'll tell you. Rocking with Randall coming up nine o'clock Tuesday. Uh, they are they're doing rock legends on Tuesday. So uh, write a poem about a rock legend, a song they may have sung, something about them, and bring it on Tuesday. And there is a contest open about that. So check out uh, a, a booze contest for those. Uh, Wednesday uh, at noon Eastern, our house, the topic is up, so check it out. Um, and we've got many more things coming up, too. So let me uh, put your po- poem on there. And uh, Before you do that, i got a question to Linda. Linda, what's your, what's your handle on, on all poetry? Liquid damage. Okay. She's okay I thought you were poor to angels. I was like, wait a minute. I know, I know Linda on, on AT is, is poor to angels. I was like, okay, that, I know that Linda. 
Okay, now I know two letters. Okay. There you go. <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you, Jay. And I've been meaning no to get to know you too, Brandy, because I uh, hear you write fantastic, um, uh, sensual, uh, provocative poetry. Girl, don't get me started. You go, oh, you go oh, oh, wait, wait, Brandy, Brandy, let me tell you, you would have been proud of Linda last night. She brought the house down with that sensual whipped it out as shocked. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you'd you be proud, though. Brandy. Yes. And I missed it. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Don't get uh, me excited. I got to hey, stay calm. First Saturday, is, hey, Linda, first Saturday of next month is Brandy's show, Central Show. Make sure you have the topic. Okay. Okay, I will post yeah. the I'll be posting a contest tomorrow night. Uh, and then okay. last for the month, it'd be you know invite only for this for this uh, group. Um, but yeah, it'd be my first LCN, you know, the Costa Nostra group only contest. So everybody's okay. invited. You know, there would be no losers or anything. You know, if you didn't make it, then you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picture inspired. Okay, Brandy. Okay. Okay, Brandy. Okay, Brandy. You're up, girl. All right. My poem is called uh, Markings of a Good Old Book. And it's stormy. And it goes like this. There it stood in the shadows of a bright and sun-drawn and kissed promises, mailed, side-sized, tempered, and I... I dreamt of poppies and posies waving alongside periwinkles, periwinkle ivories. Dustings, although aged, carried cornflower blues, musings. Yet this pitter pattering of verse imaginings fluttered and ever so whisper, Here we shall lie and speak of poetry. For now the chimes of time have spun their wheels, cogs and all. While the union of flutter eyes of this heart shall remain in cheerful contentment and poem. Okay, I, I really like this. The the one thing that really jumps out at me is you picked a black and white picture. And even though you picked a black and white picture, your poem was full of color and just brought out color, color, color all over it. And it was so vivid and so imageful. Uh, I, I like that um, down at the bottom, while the union of flutterbys of the, this heart shall remain cheer, in cheerful contentment. You know, I'm, lo- I'm looking at that flutterbys. You know, it, it, it's a good thing, yet a bad thing, yet, yet you're not quite sure what, yet, but it, it really uh, has... Uh, kind of a feel to it. I really, really enjoyed this poem. Great job, Brandy. Thank you. And uh, Linda, what do you think? Well, I thought it was very pretty. Um, it was very colorful in a nostalgic kind of way. Um, I think you did a really great job with the imagery here, Brandy. Um, and, and the title, I loved your title, Markings of a Good Old Book. Um, that's stood out to me um, in the beginning, and there it stood in the shadows of a brightened sun-drawn and kissed, promised, smelled, side sight, tempered, and I, I dreamt of poppies and posies, waving alongside periwinkle ivory. That's just so beautiful. 
I think um, I think I really like this poem, Brandy. Um, good job. Thank you. I want to say hello to Tans, who is listening out there. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Wayne, what do you think? Well, I said, uh, this, I love this. This is not an abstract like some of her works. It's way over my head. This is great. And uh, I, like the, I like the little stands. You got our dreams of po- uh, poppies and posies waving alongside permanent libraries. That is, that's paints a wonderful picture. It's uh, good all the way through. It's, uh, and then you, at the end, near the end of it, you said, here we should lie and speak of poetry. And that's what we should do. We should lie and speak of poetry. It's a great, great, great poem. I like it a whole lot. And thanks for the share. Thank you, darling. You are awesome. And uh, Raz. Yes, this does speak greatly of a good book. It can have you wandering off in the mind for hours upon hours. And so this commemoration piece of that act, going through the reading of a great novel or any form of literature, fiction or nonfiction, is well celebrated by the poet and anyone who likes the hobby or does it for a profession can easily amuse us to what those hours were like in their head while reading through these skimmed verses. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome comment. And um, let me see. All right. Boo, you still busy? No. I'm here. Okay, what do you think? What do you think of Brandy's poem? I think this is really beautiful. I mean, I say hope, love, and spiritual. That's what I see here. Um, maybe this is something for your mom. I'm not sure. Um, but Actually, I wrote this little... before she died, way before she died. Oh, okay. It says eight days ago. Oh. I um, typed it up eight days ago. But this is way oh. I wrote this in a book way before oh, she died. Okay. I just typed it out eight yeah. days ago. Okay. I mean, this is, I like the yet the pitter pattering of verse images fluttering around. So whisper here we shall lie. Speak of poetry. I think it talks about maybe your spiritual connection to poetry, and for now the chimes of time. So that wheel just keeps going. You can't get back. Maybe. Um, it's very like dreamlike, I think, in a way, and also kind of serene. Uh, and I think it talks of maybe your connect, like how reading, maybe your words and poetry, is like a religion to some of us, and how uh, you see it in in a beautiful way. I might be way off, but <laughs> I see your words are very beautiful and poetic and always deep. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Now, what I'm going to start doing to myself, I'm going to put my poem up next, but I'm starting to put poems that are a little bit older that really haven't been read that much by people. So just uh, see how see how they uh, work today. So I call this uh, What Happened to Dakota? And it goes like this. I wrote, I wrote a couple years ago. Dakota, I once loved you. With everything I had, took away your fears at times, stole away the sad. I held you 
in our night times, held you in our days, watched you walking next to me, loved your every ways, turned my head in betrayal, always I forgave, through every motion of our lives and everything I gave. Then once, then one day a calling, I got sent off to war, never knew the price I'd pay, never kept the score. A year and a year within Iraq saw us separate, and when I came back home, something seemed too late. You were not the same. You drifted far from me. I still poured out all I had, my love and loyalty. All I had was not enough to keep you by my side. I worked so hard to make it right. Oh, my God, I tried. In the end, you lost your mind, drove me far away. Alone now in my nighttime, alone now in the day. Dakota, I once loved you with everything in me, but you took it all away. I'm left in misery. End poem. Oh, man. That's gay. Uh, Raz, what do you think? That's heartbreaking. Yes, this shows what often happens with relationships in which one goes off to war and then comes back and loses uh, the very person of whom they've entrusted to the degree of uh, this kind of separation. And it is definitely heartbreaking. It's a tragic exchange of words. I think uh, the poet has expressed the soldier come home to... uh, his girl who's now gone and uh, no longer in need of him in very eloquent and melancholic words which speak true. Thank you, Raz. Appreciate it. Is that really her name, Jay, or did you just make it up, like, for the phone? I just, I just made it up. Yeah, I know. Sounds familiar. <laughs> okay, uh, Linda. Linda's on mute. Linda, Linda. Sorry about that. Where did you go? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I had to leave the room for a minute. So. Anyway, um, JC, that was totally heartfelt, um, awesome. I can't imagine being one of you guys over there fighting a war with loved ones back home and then coming home to find out that they're just not the same anymore, you know, the love's not the same, and it's just, it it hurts my soul that you guys lose your families and stuff. Um, You lose enough as it is while you're over there, and then to come home and and lose loved ones and homes and, and everything else that goes with it is just heartbreaking. So I think you did a really, really fine job on this poem. I'm going to put this in, in one on my list because um, I just really love this poem. Good job, JC. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Spot on rhyme, too, there. Uh, Brandy. You know, I just, I, I'm about ready to type it out. I said going to war is one thing. But coming home thinking things were going to be okay, and it ain't, it's, it's a whole different, you know, whole of shenanigans. Because things, 
people people change over time. You hope that your girl, you know, your girl is still your girl, but she probably messing with one of your friends and and all that stuff, you know. And I like how you poured the storyline into it, you know. It's heart wrenching for it to be made up, but it still it can still bring truth to it too. Because it, it has yeah. that feel of realism. Yeah, and this is what I know. got to say, to say to you, Brandy. What makes you think it's made up? That's the what names I'm are changed. The names yeah. are changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> mm. Look, <that> we... <laughs> ain't because I did that reading, was it? Yeah. Uh, Wayne. Yes, uh, this is a wonderful poem. Great, it's well balanced, great rhyme. A storyline with a great flow with a sad ending. It's the type of poem I enjoy the most. Uh, the emotions are laid out, and the reader has just have to deal with them. I think it's fantastic, and uh, I once got lost in South Dakota. Great job. <laughs> is that everybody, Jay? I don't, did I miss anybody? Was that Brand- you got Brandy, you got Wayne, you got uh, Linda, you. Oh, moi. Okay. Uh, I was going down there. I was going to say, I mean, this. I, I know this probably is real, so I don't think you write about anything that isn't real. If you ever want to know anything about JCA, just read his poetry. And uh, you'll be able to figure it out, probably. Um, at first, I thought, at first, you're talking about your daughter, but you're not. Um, then, you know, to be away from somebody, be worried about being in a war, be worrying about saving your life and fighting people and all that shit. Then having this on top of it, wondering maybe what she's doing or what's going on. Um, and then coming back and realize she's already gone and you're thinking you're going to come back to someone else. Um, Got to just add to the heartbreak, you know. In the end, you lost your mind, drove me away alone now in the nighttime, alone in the day. So I don't know if she lost it. She got, you know, she went crazy or she had depression or whatever happened there. But um, that in itself is sad because it's hard to watch someone deteriorate from far away. I've done that myself, too, and it's excruciating. Um, good poem, lots of feelings, Jay. Thank you so much. And uh, Tans, DM me your email once again, and I will send you an invite. All right, let's see where I want to go from here. Um, Did you send Big V? Let's go Yep, I already did. He's going to be on his way shortly. And uh, let's go ahead and play an audio here. All right, how about a little, uh, let me see. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I remember what it is now. Let me let me do that. Uh, Boo, do you can you explain a little bit uh, more about Tuesday? Okay, uh, Tuesday is just our rock legends, and then I had a couple people write, and they said that they don't really like rock music, so it can be about any really. So then said we can be about any legend really that you like in music. It doesn't have to be rock. It can be whatever, rap, R&B, soul, you know, whatever you want it to be. So you don't have to stick to the rock part. You can write a song or a poem for that show, and that's at 9. And then we're going to put on YouTube, um, whoever, um, this whole show, YouTube show. That's about it. It only takes also like 14 people. 
so we can give enough everybody time and so everybody can get a comment so we don't have to rush and power through 57 poems. So you might want to save your spot. And you want to tell them about the contest that's going on as well? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, there's a contest here. I think I put the link on the board, or maybe not. I will, but the same same thing to go with the show. So There's already eight people in there, so I think it's only taking 16. All right, and I think I worked this out good enough. Tans, are you there? Hi. <laughs> um, hey. Hi, Tans. Can you see me? Yeah, yes, hear you perfect. Yes, Kia <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Jay, we can actually have Tans read one of her own poems for once. Hey, Tans. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even um, bring a poem. I just thought I'd give you that little call. You want to read one? I'm just going to listen to you. Okay. You okay. Say you should just listen. <laughs> Okay. All right, Dan. Let's. How about we? How about we listen to a little Rick then? Yeah, let's listen to Rick. Okay. Let's listen to Rick here. Broken teeth, written and read by Rick Howe. Not lost, but amalgamated. In a camouflage of smog over aging concrete. Some with seashells embedded. Some with stones that can be prized out. A nice weight in the palm. You can get a good throw. Put out the last windows that smear leer down in greasy flaring. An urban legend you're seeing. Of something that stands a chance of being one. Once you've took an unfocused picture, trotted it out on social media, OMG'd it, pinned it there with emojis like lifeless butterflies in a closed museum's forgotten vault. It's the spirit of this town to a fault, a reverent, bony, a cloak of dripping needles hanging point down, mirrorless in all aspects, groomed in neglect, weeping like a wasteland fox, skin the pallor of a wet cardboard box, veins standing out in potholed arteries. It bears the odor of industry, its face is peeling whitewash, its eyes cold in rusted cold scuttles. Its limbs broken under permanent repair. Its hair, long dry grass, woven between shuttered shops and condemned houses. Its crown inlaid with glass offices and echoing hotels. Its throne room mere degrees north of hell. The last. Windows are smashed, their noise a fanfare, their noise a stain. It writhes in great ceremonial chains, like a once proud bear, goaded, snared, culled, gutted, smelted, shaped, plint placed below graffiti in a darkened square, buried under high spoil mounds, ploughed up, brought down, devoured by the auto-cannibalism. Of this old new town. Yeah, right. Oh, wow. Let's let let it let's let's put OMG let's OMG this and put emojis all over it because this absolutely blew me away. I 
am so into something like this, and I, I'm going to peg Charlotte, North Carolina as a place that eats its own history because I used to live right outside that town. And sure enough, if that wasn't a town that would destroy old uh, buildings that were on the National Register in order for progress, in order for putting up office uh, spaces, in order for putting up um, uh, high-rise hotels and stuff like that, they destroy their history. They destroy their very fabric of who they are to create something new. And what is it all for, for progress? Or is it, or is it just to try to hide what, what, all the shadows of yesterday? I'm, I'm really not a fan of total progress when it comes to destroying something that is so relevant to the very foundation of who a people are. And it bothers me quite a bit sometimes when stuff like this happens. This is a brilliant, brilliant poem in those regards. Wayne, I would love to start with you. What what are your thoughts on this? Oh man, give me a rock, I want to break a window. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't if I don't I might just I might just go mad. It's extremely wonderful, wonderful. He said, "A stone, a, ni- a nice, a nice weight in the palm. You can get a good throw. Put out the last glass. Put out the last windows. That the smear, the smear, the smear there down." He, he expressed this perfectly. The old town smelled like a factory. His emotions showed perfectly to this. And I'm like you. I think this is a great, great poem. He just, he just expressed himself so well and uh, said so much in it, and it's uh, and so simple yet, but it was just wonderful. I love it. Great job. Good job. Absolutely, Brandy. Can you breathe? <laughs> I'm thinking that my heart's still beating. <laughs> what do you think? God. You know what? I'm a history nut. And I'm pretty sure half of y'all are history nuts, too. Around here in South Boston, we got old buildings that used to be tobacco buildings. We grew tobacco like it was, like it was nothing. That was the product back in the day. We still got tobacco fields, but no tobacco is being grown, but pine trees are being grown there now. We got old houses that are on historical registry with the state, with the nation. If anybody tried to change anything of the historical value, you get sued on the money. And it ain't no little cheap fine we're talking about here. You got to keep the historical value of the house. You can add a little electrical here and there, but you got to keep the historical value of it. And my my poor little mouth just like hold. I ain't gonna say the whole word while I was thinking, but you know, like hot shit. You know, who 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 cock in his Cheerios? <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're right about that. Oh, wow, man. I got, think everybody's mouth yeah, dropped open like who cock all the his Cheerios. <laughs> that's that's so true. Um, Tans, what do you think about that? Um, Rick, brilliant, Rick. And I thought it was an amazing rape. Um. 
he's an incredible writer. Eh? Um, for for us in New Zealand, um, we have great value on our historical buildings and things. Um, they put a lot of money into trying to rebuild Christchurch without the earthquakes. Um, for me, I think about um, our land um, with the progress, our beautiful land was, you know, our forests getting cut down and all the buildings going up. Um, just a little different angle, but um, yeah, man, I'm not very good at talking, eh, on this day. <laughs> I just thought if I start trying, I'll get better. But um, love you, Rick. I'll write a better comment. Oh, that was a beautiful comment. Excellent job, Tim. And uh, Linda, what do you think? Well, I thought that was an excellent depiction of destruction of our hearts. And we must build with our spirits and make a better home. And by home, I mean in parentheses home, our land, a new and better place. Um, some broken down buildings are very beautiful, but... Um, we need to save what we can and build on from there. And this poem, uh, you know, encapsulated that, that whole in, in a few verses. And I really liked it. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, Rick. Wonderful, wonderful comment. Raz. Yes. I think this poem expresses, uh, how to be concerned with technology how we've built a uh, ultra-civilized world, and yet all of that is only increasing the hazards of what it takes to survive. Great comment. And, Boo, you get the last comment, and then we're going to put your piece on the board. I love when Rick is pissed. I mean, <laughs> to say it that way, but I mean, it's just so... The voice already is, like, so commanding. You can't help but listen. But, wow, this is a chance of which is, uh, urban legend you're seeing or something that stands a chance of being one unfocused picture. I think maybe this is about overload with overload of technology, overload of things going on, um, dripping needles hanging down. Uh, just, yeah, the industry and selling and the sales and all the stuff that's shoved in our face that everyone's confused maybe. And then buried under a uh, high boil mound. And in the pictures, I don't know what it says, talks about, I don't know what's that a picture of, but it looks it's like a part a picture, of it, right? It's a picture of an old old um, building that's falling to pieces. Yeah, that we're building so much stuff that we're not even taking care of, like, what's here right now and how greedy kind of we are. And we just keep building on stuff that we could fix stuff. That's kind of what I see. I don't know if I'm right. But his voice in the read, oh, my God, excellent. And um, Absolutely. Yeah. All I'm going right, to say something real quick, then I'm going to meet real quick for Boo. Um, sadly okay. to say, Jay, they still doing it in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. They just getting off their oh. keys just now, realizing we need to stop doing this. The only reason they don't they don't they stop doing it when they get to the county part. Mm-hmm. Also, only because the county is saying we putting our foot down. This is our section. Y'all in this. Y'all stay in the big city. Y'all get get away from. Oh, us. trust me, trust me. I I lived in uh, Mount Holly where where 
Becky lives, and we did not let Charlotte uh, come over into Gaston County. Yeah. We did not let them do anything, and we, we ended up turning our entire town pretty much into a historic, uh, a lot of it into a historic district. Mm-hmm. And um, we made, I, I, helped, I helped found the museum there and everything. So there you go. Yeah, if you ever get the chance to come through South Boston, Virginia, downtown, you'll see a whole lot of old bank, um, what used to be a bank is a, um, it's a little old antique store, old, old store used to, old store is now a bank. You'd be surprised what old buildings is turned into now that a lot of people is trying to restore as what they used to be for their use. They ain't changing not one one bit of it. I then putting some lights in. Excellent, excellent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We gotta we gotta get yep we gotta get Boo going. Uh, Boo, you're up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, this is called a battlefield, and it goes. Lay down your arms. Come sleep in the sand. Battle is over now. The night is at hand. Voyage has ended. There's nowhere to go. Earth is on fire, still faintly aglow. Put down your blame. Let's bicker no more. Instead, let us sleep here on the ravaged shore. The sea is still boiling. The air is weighing thin. Lay down opinions. Let the change begin. Doom, destiny defeated. We need what we please. Not what is needed. Get down on my knees. Search for something new and never succeeded. Told my soul, beg, borrowed, and pleaded. Unkind words spoken when we were heated. Thought we cheated each other, but we were the ones who cheated. Our reckless reasoning failures often repeated. Can't stop the damage until the mission's completed. I yearn to stroke those ivory keys, abandon all song. Where is my white knight? Has he been here all along? Buried my pain where no one could find it. Now I'm lost and I wonder that I bury myself too. White flag is raised, this is me. Fucking you. End poem. <laughs> Damn. There you go, Boo, at the end there. Typical Boo right there at the end. It, it's like a, a call to war, call to, to gathering. It's a, it's a battle cry. Boo, Boo has the, these ways with her battle cries. They come forth. They have power. They're in your face. And she's holding up her middle finger every single time. So I think that you just did an amazing job there, Boo, again. Uh, Linda, I'm going to let you start with this one. Boo, boo, boo. I just love you. You know, that was that was awesome. I've already pinned it to my favorites and my recommended. Um, this was an awesome poem. Um, it, it's like you're talking from the bottom of your heart of the... Uh, uh, in place of the planet and you're saying that we need to put this this bad shit away and come up with love and I love how you word this um, doom destiny defeated we need what we please not what we needed get down on my knees search for something new and never succeeded sold my soul begged borrowed and pleaded that is just perfectly written. I just love this piece. Thank you, Boo, for sharing this. Thank you, Linda. Love your comments. And uh, Raz, what do you think? 
as this speaks of a battlefield which is both realistically one that is domestic and in every relationship it's a struggle of trying to survive what the world or life dishes out to you and this person intends on triumphing despite whatever odds there are in the way. Thank you, Raz. Excellent. Excellent comment. Tans, what do you think? Uh, that's a um, badass wife, but um, I guess speaking of the the battle of hearts, you know, the battle of love, trying to find that that perfect, that what we're all destined for, that seems to <laughs> never quite be the one. Um, I love your lines, your rhymes. I love the um, last stanza the most. Yeah, I yearn to stroke those ivory keys. That stanza. Badass right, boo. <laughs> Get your hands. Holla. Holla. Brandy, Brandy, what do you think? <sighs> you just saw what I said in the room. <sighs> That's what I said. That's my battle cry for boo. Give me C four. I am Boo. I will. I will blow your ass up. <laughs> Battle cry. Thanks, Brandy. I can see yeah, that happening too. <laughs> I'll be right beside her. <laughs> All right. It's slapping. But serious, serious, serious. I love how you put. You know, it wouldn't be you if you didn't put you in it. You know. <laughs> you know, pretty much, this is me fucking you. Hey, if you don't, it's pretty much say, if you don't like it, you know, fuck off. I am me. <laughs> I ain't changed for nobody else. If I want to change for somebody else, I'll change for myself. Yeah. There you go. <gasps> I had to calm myself down before y'all called me. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, Brandy. And Wayne. Thank you. Uh, yes, uh, uh, give him hell, Booze. All I can say, your point was wonderful. Uh, you always, you always on a battlefield fighting, fighting for uh, your rights and everything for against the guys. I love your rhyme. I like to, and I think you're a bold bitch. You did a great job with this. Uh, <laughs> good job with the rhyme. Thanks, thanks, Wayne. You're, you're welcome. All right, Wayne, you are on the board. Okay, this is a, this may be out of character, of course. It's a Mother's Day poem, but uh. I thought I'd go ahead and read it anyway. So my cat, I got company, company, and my cat's going crazy too. So I'm gonna try to read with all this going on. But it's called the old mirror. It goes like this: Mom's old mirror still hangs on the wall. I wish I could see the things her eyes saw. A world full of beauty and sweet dreams, lived in a lovely paradise. It seems. Reflection in the mirror showed times past. Can see the memories mirror cast. Mom would smile. She brushed, brushed her hair. The dreamboat eyes and gazed out and just there. As time passed, felt Mary was her friend. We laugh about her hair and with split ends. Looked so mm-hmm. content looking at herself. Then leave many memories on shelf. When I sit in front of, when I sit in front of myself now, I can't help but put on a smile. The fresh I see just isn't me. It's who my mom wanted me to be. Late at night, with me lying in bed, I can hear the words Mama said. Look in the mirror, see who you are. And in yourself, always see a star. 
Beautiful. There you go. You are the star, Wayne. You are the star. You're shining, my friend. You're shining. I like this. This is clever. And, oh, wow, nine syllables per line. I think that that, that um, just awesome job. Uh, very clever. Great, uh, great um, overall structure. I think it just uh, you just absolutely nailed this. Amazing, amazing job. Uh, Tans, you said you liked this. So what do you think? Awesome. Hi, Wayne. Um, beautiful hey. poem for your mom. <laughs> Hi. Um, it's clever. Wayne's such a clever, uh, wonderful writer. Um, I just saw that too, the author's notes. Um, your syllables on fleek there. Um, um, yeah, fully blanked out. But um, every stanza is just um, really well crafted. And let me write a better comment, <laughs> okay? Good, 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 good comment, Dan. <laughs> I keep on blanking out, man. <laughs> okay. And that's fine. We, we all do on a regular basis. <laughs> And uh, Linda, what do you think about that? Oh, Wayne, that was such a beautiful tribute to moms. Um, it was lovely to see her through your eyes and to see you through her eyes as well. Um, uh, it's always what we retain to remember about our moms that makes it beautiful. And it's nice here to see what you what brought out your mom's memories to you. And that was the special part about this poem. I think you did a really fantastic job here, Wayne. Uh, I like it very much. Thank you for the comment, Linda. And um, Raz, what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, this goes good with the caption piece in which you have the Hollywood starlet from the 1920s or the 1930s staring at uh, the glass mirror of the wardrobe. And so here this uh, appears to be on that kind of self, which is slightly ego-driven to want to know that they have a special place in everyone's heart, as so we speak of the stars. Great comment. And um, let me get a comment from Brandy. Brandy? Oh, my God, I'm crying. Um, I felt my mom did this with me. Um, yeah, I'm to meet myself. We understand, Brandy. Don't, Don't worry. Boo, can you make a comment on this? Yeah, this is. I really like this one. Uh, I I have a lot of my mom's old stuff too. She had a lot of um, antiques and little things. She like she loved Gone with the Wind. That was one of her things. And this is Teapot from the movie, you know. The, but um, how it shows the time passed, and she smiled, she brushed her hair, all those things you remember about your mom, the most beautiful woman in the world, the greatest woman in the world. That's how most people see your mom. And even though it brings you sad memories, it still makes you smile. 
And then at the end, you know, look in the mirror. You see, always be a star. Because who believed you? Who loved you when no one else did? Who supported you when no one else did? Your mom. I know my mom loved me when I hated myself. And uh, that's what this says to me. And it's a sentimental, tender, beautifully written way. And your mom would be proud. Hey, everybody. Put your comment. You're welcome. Oh, great. Excellent. I'm glad we got the comments in for uh, free there. And that was an amazing, amazing job, Wayne. And uh, we have a little special um, tribute. Uh, she's she's listening at work right now, but Sky couldn't join us. So uh, um, Xylophonic Blues wrote a special little dedication to Sky, and he asked that uh, – we go. I uh, we go ahead and read it tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and read this for him. And uh, this is uh, called Purple Finch Eyes, dedication to Sky Dark Home. And it goes like this: Prelude. Far in the shadow, muffed amid ivy curtains, faintly on tenderness bonnet, lightning. Through the tempest dulled to the spent day's will, tsunamis, pendulums, sift shadows peeling off the walls, thunderheads reverberate in pulsating riddles, trees cease their breathing, sequin windows in silence when sunlight falls through the leaves' climbing wheel. Wait, listen, feeble brook of thought amongst winded wood. Staccato barefoot dappled jasper, dawn of autumn kindles captured end, mirrors pearled perception, pantomime fingertips a door left ajar, blows tiptoes from a gust. Origami gazes in the air's tinted shadow of fire. She became a valley knelt amidst, amidst the hillsides. Mountains rise beneath the weeping willows. Coterie of lace untethered. Patina lotus footprints trickled senses of aloe vera orange porcelain lumen. From the red blossom shaft pebble reflections pinafore. Vapors walking the jaded orchid staircase. Butterflies matrix uh, an arena of ornaments, peeling back studded diamonds, hyacinth, purple sage, sea clouds, gleam, candlelit mulberries watching through crystal clover panes, sun etched burnt almond, the gauzy fabric of metropolis, honeycomb plain. Shrouded parchments, galaxies, pillow, strange kite, saffron sunlit, casting crescents, messages down lavender's velvet hill. Earth for fuel, deep clementine haze, marmalades measure, trembling, vibrant lilac, Skies unfolding round musical sheets, water courses, rolling dust clouds gleam, arms of sapphire wiggling, winging wild geese homing, cornflower fuchsia waters drip colors of dark slate gray. Pink clasping hands, white antique petals, maestro began, the current of air, opal is embedded with 
amethyst blue bonnet bands, ivory white doves, melting lavender notes, sonnets and castles made of sand, clash of flints of fire beneath the hooves, racing horses sip the periwinkle wine. Musical dreams, Camelot illusionary, floats, harmonic shades, mist, moistened distant wing, fluttered guitar upon melody's firestorm, opal streaks across. Windswept mystical dragonflies cruise, aching skies fly home amongst whispered dew of morning beads, pathways leaching mark plum imaginations of flowered paper mache unselfish folded pages smell the way the air changes because of the promise of you the scent of the red raspberry rosette just the surprise of lavender's maple purple finch eyes Star beams dark whispered and revealed solemn sounds, calm darkness of despair, calypso tones and shadowed chlorophyll sacks, photosynthesizing light weights for the rising sun. The ant cuddles up on the albatross's whisper, podium movements sing and poem. Whew. Oh, wow. This has oh, got TV. some... Yeah, it, it wasn't the easiest read, I'll be honest with you. But it's got some incredible, incredible imagery. It's an amazing, amazing uh, tribute, how you can pull all of that out of one person. But I see so much within that, within Sky herself, because oftentimes when you look at Sky, you look at uh, all those precious gemstones that she loves. She just like me and loving her rocks, loving her, her elements, loving her uh, gemstones. And I think that that is uh, quite an amazing job. I want to also put a shout out there to get better to blue. I know he's, uh, he's fighting COVID right now. So uh, we just wish the best for him as well. Um, Linda, what do you think about that one? This is the beautiful, beautiful tribute to some of the most, I mean, this is the, the most lovely abstract word chains ever have I read. This for a lovely soul. And, yeah, for him to get this much from looking in the eyes um, of a poet um, is phenomenal. It was wonderfully, I mean, the imagery was wonderful, and the metaphoric wonders were, were just out of this world. This was a great job, xylophonic blues. Wonderful, wonderful job. And uh, let me get a comment from uh, Raz. What do you think? Yes. Sky beautifully embodies all this wonderful use of metaphor, and uh, the poet uses a lavish amount of language to convey the kind of beauty of which you find in nature, and one of her most beloved hobbies is going out to the woods in New Hampshire and uh, t- 
taking photographs of Rob Frost's old house. So this does uh, the kind of justice of this spirit in Sky of what she is as some form of poetess and the kindness that lies there in her heart when thinking of all this uh, surreal imagery which corresponds with uh, natural order and it's more effects towards the sublime. And uh, Brandy, what do you think? I missed half of it while my face hung up. <laughs> oh, it's okay, dear. Uh, Tans, what do you think? Uh, um, could I say um, first um, to Kikorangi Blue, um, get better, my friend. Thinking of you, prayers are with you. Um, and for this beautiful dedication to gorgeous sky, um, I just first have to say the photo, that woman's eyes are like no other, she's gorgeous. And um, for Blue, he is an abstract master, you know. Um, when he, I know his style of writing, when he, often with his dedications, he'll pull let's say, Sky's words, and he'll infuse his own together, and this is how he creates these masterpieces. So um, it's very likely that a lot of this is also Sky's words. He's just got this amazing way of um, creating, taking her art, and he weaves it with his own. And beautiful blue, ki korangi, ki kaha, stay strong. Great poem. All right. Uh, Boo, can you read the next poem for us? Yeah. All right. I got uh, a little bit of Tila out there for you. Okay. All right. Okay, Tila, be guarded. Never touch the drug. Keep out. Dangerous stuff. Keep away. Stay far away from it. Far uh, as much as possible. Following rules is better. And drive the car in red. It's for safety. Doing the right thing is more safer and abiding citizen is best. And we'll always request all to keep away from the dangerous stuff. Why we should do something which is not good for us, keeping away is better than suffering. Bringing more tension to yourself, (laughs) family, and society. And poem. Ain't that the truth? There's a public uh, public service announcement right there for all of us right there. I think that she did a great job on that, and it tells tells the truth pretty much. You know, we got to hang in there, we got to stay strong, and we got to do what we can do to uh, follow follow what we have. Keep keep ourselves nice and, and clean. Randy, Randy, what did you think of that? Well, that was quick. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Boo lost me by after the third stand. I, I got lost after the first stand, but okay. Um, but yeah, I, I reread it real quick. Skim and scan. Thank you for business law, paralegal law classes. Um. I love 
I love the direction it went. You know, saying do this, not this. Do this, not that. You know, in order to get uh, keep yourself out of jail, basically. You know, but yeah, I fixed my space now. I'm better. Mm-hmm. I gave awesome. myself migraine, but but yeah, I fixed my face now. Sorry about that, y'all. Yeah, you don't have to no be sorry about me. Huh. Not even close. Raz, Raz, what do you think about that poem? Yeah, this is good advice that it's best to stay away from developing a kind of form of addiction, either with drugs or liquor, that could literally destroy the fundamental of what you have now when it comes to family because they are, in the end, the only ones that you can come back to that are home. Awesome comment. Tans, what do you think? Um, Sheila, awesome poem. Um, her title, I mean, says it all right, be guarded. Um, addiction, I guess, I'm sure we all know plenty about that um it's a awesome poem full of wisdom and if only things were that easy eh? great poem Tila. awesome comment fans and uh linda what do you think linda are you on mute Yes, I, I'm here. But yes, yes, yes. Yes to all ye yaysayers. Be guarded. Great lessons be taught here, Tyla. You are a person of tremendous insight and foresight, my sweetheart. And I do love you so much. What a wonderful little poem you've written. And I think that, that uh, you you gave it great personality and, and a lot of oomph. So great job, girlfriend. And, uh, Boo, what do you think reading it? Well, just like a forewarning of all the stuff that we shouldn't do, that we do that messes up our life and, you know, only can bring you down the wrong path. So it's a good warning. Some will listen, some won't. Um, and I applaud her for spreading the word. Great poem, Tina. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let me go ahead uh say hello to Momo on the board. I saw Ezekiel out on the board earlier, so hello, Momo. Hello, Ezekiel. Glad to see you guys. And um, let's see where we want to go from here. Boo, are, are we ready? Are we ready or we need time yet? You can do it. It's okay. Go ahead. Okay. Well, without further ado, I think it's that time again to do a poem of the week. We haven't done this for a while, and uh, we uh, Imad, who has been uh, up there, uh, awesome poem. But uh, I have uh, something new to share with everybody, a new poem of the week. I think um, we are on air right now. If someone, um, I'm going to first... Right now, someone can put the the link for the show on the board for Momo. 
And what I will do is I, I will it. say that this person, okay, this person right here has been loyal and has been a- absolutely awesome uh, to us and for us, and he's stepped up in in just amazing way, ways. Uh, and I want to say congratulations, and we're going to have you read your own poem. Raz, congratulations on the poem of the week. Razzle-dazzle. I love you to go ahead and read your poem, Town Lore. Wow. I didn't know I achieved poem of the week. All <laughs> right. Well, here's the poem, Town Lore. Martin's Hardware Store, Umber Brown Accessory Goods, The Richer Amber, The Coffee Spoon Verb, Up the Drug Store Fountain Soda Pop, Seasickness, drifting ship, effect. The drunkard listless, he talked out loud to hitherto. Slow fugitive stern and bow. Billboard hottest product model. The cringing bad medicine. Force red child is the trapping wallet. Vancouver burning the trails. Abducted women sweet as the innocent. Dawdling dough, gently sprinting. The voracious wildland, secretive in nature. Francis had his sacred heart, wounded by affable outgoing Mary at the sock hop. Rejection for any future investigation to have heard the exact business. Joe's upset frustration, hitting his forehead on the fast ride steering wheel, is the conformed fear how easily caught or infrastructure infractions to the law. Riverside and Geary Hospital late night emergency room intake gods to adhesive scraping the survival trial frame lacerations. Pleasantville, small time run of the mill town to grow up in and loaded trucker hall with painful experiences, the publicist paper shuffling, omitted incidental labeling. So sophisticated the power line Crucifix beams. Wrong is a secondhand expression of another illusionist faulty trick. Four presidential terms, executive row for white nationalists to admire the white in their torch fire lynch mob robes. Shameful humility, waiting at the next mandatory town gathering. False needs, Nima, the neurotic software programmer, uses to satisfy. Emotionless pride for primary software and the local transmissions with the exploitation tools to put fraud victims on hate audition sales. Thin trees which are sprawling, the leaf-covered grass grottoes deplore. A plum ostrich feather hanging on the ligament balconies of stem-stuffed trunks. A deeper clue would be watching the callous murder yourself. They don't exist. The parties responsible for uncertain disruption to sworn testimony from the people defending them. Mismatched birdhouses of devious means pedestal the huntsman rooted earth's arboreal sprouting. I will fear no evil is based with sound reasoning. Forty miles in the American woods Hope the water bottle was a premeditated preparation and poem. 
like I said, I think that this is really good. It draws me, like I said, it, it, it pretty much it brought me to a past and how society has screwed up the past. You know, there's so many, so many things that we that even a, as we go along in society, uh, we hide. There are different societies that hide uh, what has happened or try to hide, but they can never hide because there there's always all always this stuff that happens like um i i love that the concept of uh we were talking the other day about ed gein and the town of plainville and how they didn't some people didn't you know it's not proven but we're pretty sure that some people did not want his house to turn into a tourist attraction so they went ahead and burnt down his house but does that change the 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 uh, the uh, fact that he was still a serial killer in that town? I don't think so. We're going to have those things within history that are negative and that drag society into a bad place. And I think that uh, sometimes when we build away from a foundation, it just absolutely tears and we we forget what has happened. And I, I really love this piece and I love the direction you went with this. Uh, Linda, what do you think about this one? Linda, are you on mute again? Yes, sorry. Um, this was a hard one. Um, it had a lot of stuff in it but it was a, a, an intense retrospective of small-town life. And it's, like, very intense. <laughs> they had a lot of information in there, and I would want to read this one twice over to get everything that I, I caught. But what I did caught was, was it was pretty cool, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, uh, what am I trying to say bones in the closet um skeletons in the closet from any town that's small um i live in one here and there's bones in my closet and uh but it's beautiful when we when we look on the outside it's a beautiful a beautiful thing and um yeah it's there can be both in one you know there's a little evil and there's a whole lot of good but I think you did a really good job, Raz. Um, I'm glad you got Poem of the Week. You deserve it. Thanks. This is a surprise for myself. I was warned there would be one, but I just found out right now. <laughs> right on, Raz. Hands, what do you think about that? Oh, um, congratulations, Raz. <laughs> um, so. Amazing poem. Um, well, it, it, I have this like um, thought of um, a lot of American. Um, this is like the the fear that I would fear about American towns. You know what I mean? Like um, <laughs> from over here. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I'm just looking great um 
descriptions and things. I, I can't even comment like um properly to really unless I went over this. Can I just say this? Um, I echo what Linda said. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Congrats, Raz. Thanks. Every town and, has secrets. Uh, yes, every town does have its secrets. Brandy, what do you think? You know, every town has its secrets, but that's why they call them ghosts, too. Ghosts, you know, I don't know if everybody believes in ghosts. I guess I'm the weirdest child of all of us. Every place has its own story. Whether you want to believe it or not, that's up to you. If you want to challenge it or not, that's also up to you. But don't go balls to all saying, "Well, this ain't gonna happen. This will never happen," unless you go fake. Unless you go go do some kind of stupid thing like, "Oh, I don't know," a dare, and peer pressure because your friends. Your friends saying go do it, go do it, and whatever. You know what? Make them go do it. <laughs> and ask them how did it feel. But, yes, every town has their little dirty secret that they don't want nobody to find out. And this poem, what town doesn't have their own dirty secret? You know, good grief. There are places that are more haunted than anything. And I would go for you there, Brandy. I believe in Brandy myself. You know, Appomattox Courthouse is haunted, for crying out loud. That's not far from me. <laughs> you know, it's about an hour, hour, 45 minutes away from me. You know, depending on how, which way you're going. You know. But anywho, we're not going in that story. Excellent. Excellent. I like how yeah. the setup was. Done. I really love how the setup was done, and it held. It held truth. It really held truth. It's sad how everybody's trying to hide history. You can't hide history. You're just trying to cover it up, thinking that you know nobody's going to notice it. Somebody's going to notice it. If one person is not, another person will. Absolutely. Okay, I have my rant. And Boo, do you want to say anything on it? Yeah, I uh, congratulations on the front page pick for this Raz, and um, I like the the last two lines: forty miles of American woods soaked the water bottle with premeditated preparation. <laughs> I just think that's funny. Uh, and clever and catchy, like you write everything. There is a lot going on. Looks like all your poems have a lot going on. So, you know, and it does tell about the secrets and the things and the little rumors and the little things that you hear and the whispers and how they get blown out of proportion, I think. And um, people are also addicted to this shit, too. They love to hear bad things about people. They like to hear people do wrong. It gets all the, you know, uh, attention. And people, there's some people that thrive on this shit. Too. A false needs enema, the neurotic software program <laughs> to satisfy emotion with pride. I mean, it's really deep, clever, smart. It's like you write everything. And um, congratulations on the, your front page pick and the poem of the week. You deserve it. You're awesome. Thank you. 
Thanks, Boo. All right. Welcome. Before we go on to our next poem, everybody, you want to say anything, Raz, first? Um, yeah, there's going to be a show with uh, Irish Rosamy, May 28th. We're going to call it First Line, Last Stanza here at LCN. Cool. Whoa. There you go. And uh, everybody's been asking for him. And here he is, the one, the only, Big Verge. <laughs> hey, Big Verge. Big B. Hey, Big B. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Yeah, I hear you perfect. Oh, fabulous. Well, first things first, let me just... It's sexy Verge. First, let me just say Happy Mother's Day to all the lovely ladies in the group that are on the phones. We, we appreciate you, us boys. We all appreciate the motherhood and the love that you give us. So, firstly, Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Secondly, Tan, well done. I've got you on the show. I'm Glad that you're here. It's great to hear your little cute voice on the phone. So great to hear you. And if I may, JC, congratulations, Raz. Great poet. Very interesting as ever. I would have to say, um, quite as, quite abstract as per. You caught my attention though when you got to four presidential terms. Executive Ralph, white nationalists with mild and white in their torch fire lynch mob robes. So you went very Ku Klux Klan all of a sudden, which was yeah. kind of like, okay, this is kind of cool and folklore ish, but very real at the same time. Um, and also, I have to add that it also made me think of the movie Turn. I think I've made before on shows previously. I don't know if you've seen that, Raz, but um, Wrong Turn is the movie about the kids that went into the forest and were trying to take a shortcut to get to their destination. And of course, it was the wrong turn that they took. And ended up meeting a group of genetically modified human beings who were cannibals. <laughs> they wrong Turn? Being, yeah, yeah, Wrong Turn, right? You know the film, right, Raz? Yeah, no, they I remember that film. Yeah, man, a really cool film. And if you remember the beginning of the film, they make a point of showing you um, stories in the American press about the genetic testing that has been done in America on various forms of individual over the years. So this poem as well took me a little bit to that, which I thought was quite interesting. But as I said... As usual, you take us all over the place, much like Linda said. It's a very interesting piece of wordplay that you've got going on there. And, um, yeah, congratulations for making a poet, poem of the week. But definitely, man, it's got wrong turn. It's got uh, a bit of Texas Chainsaw Massacre in there as well. Um, Leatherface and the whole, the whole kind of redneck kind of cracker white racist vibe in there too so yeah there's a lot of reality in it it's not as much as simple as just being law i quite like the fact that there's an element of reality in what you've written so good job bro and once again hi tan 
<laughs> All defendants are innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. Oh, got you, got you, brother. Got you. <laughs> cool pizza. All right. Well, what we're going to do from here is uh, we're going to play a little audio from uh, Rob. So here we go. Stampede at a holy pilgrimage. Haunting memories ooze out to my pores, condensing into the atmosphere. Wave after wave of surreal ethereal images flash behind my eyes which hypnotize me, pulling me above the serene setting and pitter-patter orchestra of the downpour outside. Spellbound in a dizzy trance, I struggle to recognize my reflection in the mirror. Sitting on a creaky rocking chair, watching black and white Russian box set films on a lumpy buttoned cube television with a grainy salt and pepper distorted screen. I peer to the left on the rusted windowsill, four empty glass bottles stand, two green and two clear, filling up from the buckets of pouring rain as horses graze in the marshlands their manes soaked, falling flat to the side. In the fireplace, embers of a coal fire flicker, emitting ashy smoke, dancing with dust in the air through the rays of light shining from the television screen. Am I awake or is this a dream? Braving Eden on Margate Street, reading, writing, through tinted layers, painting, Six shillings a week for the meek, begging to eat anointed fruit and vegetables. Swept up in the tornado of art, an unaccustomed genius, I sit singing. Blues turn to Latin grooves, moving me through the mumbo-jumbo of frowning echoes. Crisis after crisis screams the newspaper front page. Fuck it, another 45 dead, stampede at a holy pilgrimage. This is this is quite quite on the powerful side of it. Um, really, really enjoyed how he brought this out. Um, you know, it, it, it's just frustration. Life is frustration, and that's what I see here. Um, you know, doing everything. It's like, what are are we just spinning our wheels? Are we doing what we need to do? Are we allowing ourselves to push forward and? Um, get the important stuff done and what we're doing doesn't really even matter at all. I think um, that is the brilliant point of this whole thing, Uh, especially at the end when he just says, uh, fuck it, you know, (laughs) because it it is, it's all about frustration. It's difficult. Um, So let me get a comment here. Let's start with um, Verge. I'm going to start with you on this one. We know how you love the abstract. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you got your comment in before I did. Because I, yeah, I can't. All I was going to say was, he took a long time and a lot of different turns and weaves to get to fuck it. 
That's basically what I get from Rockstone. He took, he went all the other houses. And Fuck it, man. And it's true. It's like life is like that a lot. Of time. So I kind of, I kind of dig it. But at the same time, you know, I've said on numerous occasions, and he knows now. It's never meant as a disrespect thing. It's just that he has this very unique way of of saying what he wants to say poetically. It doesn't always sit well with me because it's like I'm trying to catch what where the meaning is or where I think what I, what what affects me the most about his poems is, is to me. The continuity is somewhat disjointed. It goes here, it goes there, but then by the time you get to the end, it's like, okay, well, that was the meaning, the end. And if you notice, he says, um, Into the Darkness, three poems for inspiration, it was a pamway prompt. And then he says, Attempting to create a poem in a Tarkovsky-esque style. I have no idea who Tarkovsky is, so I can't really <laughs> say that I have a clue as to what that means, but what I will say is, yeah, I get you, Rob, at the end of it, all fuck it, man, because life is a bitch sometimes, and we, I guess we all have our different ways of venting and expressing that, and this is clearly yours, very interesting as ever. Excellent comment. Tams, you want to say something about it? Um, Rob, brilliant Rob. Um, to me, it's like a, a journey of words, you know. Um, when I hear Rob, I just kind of lose myself and in, in that journey of words. So, um, amazing imagery, all of that, the metaphorical, you know. Um, I can't say. I mean, I know what Bridge is saying too, like. Um, I think poets like Rob, you, um, it's not a once read kind of thing. Like you, there's more, and a lot of poetry is like to say there's so much depth to it. Um, it's not you just read it and you, yep, that that's the meaning. There's a lot to it. Like, um, know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Times, yeah. So, um. Yeah, for me, it's um, I'd I'd read it and read it and read it and get more out of it each time. Um, and then eventually, I feel like I would decipher it, sort of thing. Um, and I like that kind of poetry. I love it. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's my comment. I love the fuck it. I love the end too. Um, Tarkovsky was um. A, probably the most uh, he's considered the most influential Russian film director of all time. Just wanted to put that out there. And uh, Linda, what do you think of that? Well, Rod has a very abstract way of writing, and the way I saw this is he's trying to say what a nonchalant life we, we live as we go along today in this day and age while people are, are dying that we just have these normal lives and and uh, we you know it's a little abstract in the way that 
in how he approaches it. But um, yeah, I think he's saying that it's just uh, it's a, a nonchalant way of of life we live while waiting to die in these day and ages with what's going on. And that's what I see out of it. I, I don't know about you, but that's what I saw anyway. It, it was a lovely poem. I mean, it was really well written, but um, uh, I loved it, you know. I loved it, Rob. Once again, your poetry always strikes me. I, I always have to read it once or twice again um, to, to really get the full recognition from it. And um, I, I don't know uh, if my comment means anything, but that's just how I perceived it going. So thank you, Rob, for sharing this uh, wonderful piece of poetry. Raz, what do you think? Yes, there are two striking parts of this poem where he mentions the Margaret Sands. That's in T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland, how in Margaret Sands I can connect nothing with nothing. And another striking part is the ending of uh, Screw It, Another 45 Dead Stampede at a Holy Pilgrimage. I believe that occurred just the previous week in Israel during the celebration of the Rabbi Simone Yuri, and uh, he was who's responsible for the Zohar. And uh, during that celebration, there was a stampede that crushed literally roughly 45 until their death and injured another thousand. And so, when you keep on staring into these kinds of headlines, that all kinds of mass casualties are becoming fatal on a regular basis, you do end up with a form of uh, form of cynicism that uh, the world is only all that more fatal to ever experience, whether or not you become uh, the next news page. Awesome comment. Um, Brandy, you want to say something about that? Sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> you know, I have to agree with what everybody says. You know, I get the worst statistic. Oh God, statistic. You know, that's that's the biggest word that came to mind right there. You know, it, he's just saying everybody's a you know statistic. No matter how you look at it, but at the end. Only you can fix you to hell with everything else. You know, at the end of the day, either you can do something about it or you don't at all. You know? And unfortunately, I'm going to have to call it because I'm getting tired. You know, and I understand that, Brandy, and that's fine. Thank you so much. Uh, for calling, and we appreciate you. And everybody, make sure uh, first Saturday hey, next Brandy. month. Hey, Brandy. You take care, All right, y'all. I'll catch you next Saturday. Check out her show. All right, y'all. Y'all take care. Yeah, you too. Take care of yourself, Brandy. All right. All right, I will. All right. Bye-bye, y'all. Bye. 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 
All right. And unfortunately, we lost Boo here. I'm hoping she'll call back here very shortly. And in the meantime, let's get uh, a poem out here by... Linda, which poem do you want? You put two on the board. I don't know which one you oh, want. Oh, I only put that. I only put that uh, 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 tribute to Frank if he was going to be here. But I hear he's not with us anymore. So yeah, the other one, uh, <laughs> the Ballad of Shane Smith. Okay, okay, and uh, here we go then. Boom. Okay, so now after all this lovely, beautiful poems, here's something silly. (laughs) It's called The Ballad of Shane Smith. Oh, there was an old man named Shane Smith who lived in Potter's Bog. He was quite poor and lonely, too, except for his whole dog. The dog was Shane's best friend, in fact. He loved that dog just so. He treated him just like a son. He named him Mario. The dog was very skinny, though, as was the old man Shane. It seemed that when it came to food, they were forced to abstain. Now the cupboards in the old house were always very bare. He didn't have much furniture but a table and a chair. The cupboards were so bare, in fact, the echoes that echoes could be heard. The only thing inside them were cobwebs and mouse turds. So once a week, the old man Shane would go to town to get a loaf of bread, a shank of ham, and packs of cigarettes. But one day when old man Smith went out to get his dog, he tripped over a chicken and laid there in the bog. He finally dragged himself inside and climbed up in a chair. He figured out he'd broke his leg, which gave him quite a scare. Now he couldn't go to town, so how was he to eat? Because there wasn't any bread or any of the meat. He debated for several moments and came up with a thought. It was pretty drastic, though, but the only one he got. The old man went to eat the dog, but nary on a whim. It seemed to turn out for the man. The dog had eaten him. In poem. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a twist. (laughs) I'm glad I I made you guys laugh. (laughs) I can't help myself on that one. That was the incredible twist there at the end. It was so, yeah, I find it very funny. And I love that little picture there you got up there of the dog kind of chewing on that sock. <laughs> that, that is so funny. That is so freaking funny. Um, you and your, you and your uh, great rhyme scheme and everything that you put together, it's so brilliant. I love it. Um, I just love making you guys laugh. <laughs> Tams, what do you think about that? Uh, Linda, such an awesome poem. Um, yeah, yeah, the gift, the gift that brings us humor. Um, like Wayne. Um, when I read your poems, when I hear your poems, I always picture them as um, like uh, like a book. Like I feel like you could make a series of of your work. And this support. Oh, right on. Yeah, man, you're awesome. Brilliant flow. You are awesome. Brilliant brains. <laughs> but I can see that, you know, I think it'll be a massive hit. Like here in New Zealand, we love this kind of stuff. 
Right on. (laughs) Good for you there in New Zealand. I love it. I'm just ripping out (laughs) your lap. Birds, what do you think of that? Well, what do I say to that, man? I'm like, you know, the dog (laughs) ate the man in the (laughs) egg and went all the way (laughs) back. For the dog to eat. That means watch colors. out who your best friend is. If they're a carnivore, <laughs> well, better watch out. That's you, though, isn't it, now you're talking about it. Well, watch out for you, because you never know when you might turn around and prove to be Dracula's wife and want to spill blood. What is that all about? <laughs> and you're writing these lovely poems about your children, about your family. And then you go off into this really witty, humorous lane of poetic thought, which is always very entertaining. And it definitely makes me laugh. Uh, I, I always think that there's a, there's a lot of room for what you, for what you bring to not only um, poetry as a, as, a, as a genre and as a, as a thing for people to appreciate, but also to the shows, because we're also bring, we always bring that moment of humor that everything has to say. Now, what are we going to get from Linda today? And then we get something like this, which is just a great, <laughs> a great tale, a great mystical, sort of fictional tale. Um, it's funny you mentioned Shane. This is the second show that we've had this on, where you've mentioned somebody that in my poem, if Jason's got it uploaded, that I've mentioned Shane as well. So it's kind of a Shane in a different context, I think, the one you're referring to, because once, so once a week, the old man Shane would go to town and get a load of bread and shank your pan and packs of cigarettes. No, I'm talking That's about... That's it. I'm talking, <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm talking about the Shane who was in the movie, the Alan, Alan Ladd character, the gunslinger. But, this is, but your, your poetry always has a lovely warmth to it. I think that's what I'm trying to get my, out of my comment. Is that there's oh. a real, there's a, no, but there is. There's a real warmth, which is you, right? Which is the, the soul of you. So I... Uh, I applaud you for your ability to write something as humorous because, as I say, I'm so much the opposite and don't really find it easy to find what uh, things rhyme to write stuff that's witty. The dark, the light, warm humor. So good job, Linda. Enjoyed it as ever. Right. You know, my my, uh, thought is, factor is, I want to make you guys laugh and have a good time, and and I can do that with my poetry. I can make people laugh, and to me, that when I hear you guys laugh, that's the greatest comment ever. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just it's the best, and and I'm so glad that I can be a, you know have humor and entertain you guys. So if you were entertained by that, then good, I've done my job well. Well, I, all I will say with regards to the laughter part is, as I said on our show, Jason and I yesterday, the only reason I don't try not to laugh during the recital is because I don't want to spoil the listening pleasure for others. But as you heard in my comment, yeah, definitely, you, brought, you definitely brought a smile to my face, and I know that Tans, for sure, is definitely quite humorous, and clearly JC <laughs> couldn't hold, couldn't hold right. his, uh, his joy for what you've written. So, yeah, you definitely do entertain. I'm... I would much rather 
use the word, it's not my word, but I'd much rather edutain. But entertainment when it's right, done right, well. Right. Entertainment well, when it's done well is a beautiful thing. Uh, I can educate people as well, but I find that, you know, the, there's people out there that do that better than I do, like you. Okay. And, and, and although I can educate, I find that my niche is to humorate. Making people laugh and bring them out of their despair or, or whatever badness they're feeling at the moment to get a laugh or a giggle or anything. And that's what, you know, I want my book to be about is I want people to read it and laugh. And I said that in a poem I wrote about, about um, what I want to write. And, and that's to make people want to smile when they read my stuff and, and, and be, be have humor in their lives for just a minute in their dark life to sit down and read a book that might make them get a twinge of laughter, a little giggle. And that's what I, I know I can do best, you know. You, well, you educate the best, and I humorate the best. Well, I would certainly say that you certainly um, don't just humorate. You do educate <laughs> as well, Linda. You, uh, you've educated us about love and about um, appreciation for your family. These are things that you've written. Right. It's, not, it's not like you do you just write these humorous poets. And I would also add, right. that's probably why I'll be coming to you for a loan before you're coming to me regarding the sales of prospective books. <laughs> the truth that I put out there is the hard truth. Like I've said before, it's the medicine that people know they should take, but they don't want to take. Whereas you're giving them the medicine that Maybe they don't necessarily need, but it's a nice feeling to get that that escape that you speak of from the seriousness of what life is actually about. So you keep doing your new sister, and I will keep doing mine. Okay, sweetheart. <laughs> awesome. And boo, boo, I'm going to let you, just, if you want to say something about this, and then we're going to have you read uh, Momo next. Boo-boo, are you there? <laughs> well, okay, must be. She must be. She must be. Okay, Raz, say something about uh, about Linda C. Yes, this show sometimes you really don't know who's master. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It has a great folk sense, the entire right. Thank you, Raz. Awesome. All right. Let me see where we're going to go. And, Boo, are you re- can you uh, go ahead and read uh, Momo's next? Yeah, I just want to say to Linda, uh, sorry I had to step away. I think she's hilarious, hilarious and twisted, really. And, uh, you know, every time you read... <laughs> Yeah, perfect spot on rhyme, you know, as always, and perfect cadence. But it's like a, a good story, a funny story, something like kind of like your, like your grandpa or something to tell you. Um, and even though it's long, it just flows so good. The old man went to eat the dog, but Mary on a whim and seemed to turn off the man and the dog and eat him. It just turns the tables on him. I think it's hilarious. I love your sense of humor. Everything you write is entertaining. Thank you, and you're always spot on. 
Great job. Thank you, darling. You're welcome. All right, boom. Momo's poem is on the board. Momo's poem on the board. Okay. <clears throat> All right. This is Momo. That's quick. Uh, warrior, woman, wolf. Blossoming goldenrod, topaz meadow, sheltered broken emerald. Marigold dandelion fly attire. The rower rose, lightning hails. Chocolate sands and honeysuckle petals. Curve the wings beyond rain. Scoop out terracotta butterscotch. Exhale the winds of afraid. Serve a drink of coconut mocha. Hike the mountains of wild flowers. Where warriors one wolf. Take your passion and make it happen. And poem. I got to say, this poem right here has some of your favorite words in it, Boo. Did you notice that? Yep. <laughs> it's, got, it's got honeysuckle. It's got terracotta. It's got warrior. There's some, there's some blue, blue words in here. No, huh? that's the only one we need is caramelized. <laughs> yep, get caramelized in there, and it's a complete boo poem. But I'll tell you what, the, the imagery in this and the power in, that, in those last two sentences really make this whole thing happen. Where warriors, woolen wolf, take your passion and make it happen. That, I love that last line. Take your passion and make it happen. Let's do this thing. Let's get it moving forward, and let's. This is just a. This is just an absolute. Uh, um, pump you up. Let's move it forward, and let's get it going. I love it. Uh, Raz, what do you think about that one? Yeah, there's wonderful adult contemporary in the grasp of language with this poem. You have uh, the thought finally of, of the writer or the poet being like a shaman of the tribal mentality and uh, they refer to these references of nature any more than you would uh, being told of uh, ancient knowledge that had been there but is long now abandoned for other forms of information that uh, do not uh, attribute to those old ways. Excellent. Uh, Tans, what do you think? My beautiful brevity, my my. Um, I love this line. I love this line. Exhale the winds of the freight. Um, the whole poem, beautifully rich in imagery. Um, yeah. Awesome poem. That's my comment. Awesome. Uh, Linda, what did you think about this? Yeah, you know, this wasn't the poem that I had up that I was that I had read, so I'm a little behind on on the on on commenting on this. Yeah, but, she changed it. Um, yeah, see, I I had read the other one, um, so um, I would like to give a like a good comment on this. But um, from what I get, it's a strong, uh, a strong write with great imagery, and 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 that's blah blah blah. That's all the technical bullshit. But uh, she has lovely words in here. Um, um, I love the way that she gave an opening for like, there's love and 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 ritual and 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 um, and thought. And I love the part that uh, 
uh, exhale the winds of afraid, serve a drink of mo- coconut mocha, hike the mountains of wildflowers where warriors wear warriors woven wolf, woolen wolf. Take your passion and make it happen. And that's all it can be about in our lives. And I think that's what she was writing about. Um, uh, you can only be as happy as you make your as you allow your dreams to make you. And and I think that's what she's saying here. So um, good job, Momo. Excellent, Boo. You read it. What do you think? Well, I think she's saying. Um, I say, you know, she thought I'd say this, but. Fuck afraid, you know what I mean? Every day is a bright new chance to start anew. Every day you get the colors and the sunrise and it goes down. And don't believe the hype of the wolves in sheep's clothing, because there's so many of them. Uh, believe in yourself and what you got going on. They don't like it. Keep moving, like I said before. And uh, I love the last two are perfect, too. It should be like a bumper sticker. Take your passion and make it happen. Uh, like that. Catchy, clever, and uh, great advice. Good song. Wonderful. And Virg, you get the last thing on this. I'll just take a coconut mocha, man. That's about as much as I need <laughs> to say about this poem. I'm, I'm all about the coconut mocha. That was a great line. I thought that was a great combination of words. Um, but you've all said basically what, what I think um, applies. Uh, I like analysis of it, that the, you know, the wolf and sheep is so I'm not, I'm not 100% sure that's the I'd like to hear from her about what she thinks about that. But if that's the case, then yeah, I'm certainly with that because I think there are too many wolves out there in sheep's clothing. And that we do need to our passions and make it happen. So, very, very cool piece, my love, as well. I think this would have been cool for our show yesterday, actually. But, um... Really? How so? Yeah, I do. I was so because because of that last message. uh, That that last message that she said: take your passion and make it happen. You know, let your words be your passion. You know, make it happen. Do do what to do to make everything happen. I I I like that that message there at the end. Uh, yeah. I guess even from the same perspective of the title, you know, warrior woman wolf. So. It's like, yeah, be the wolf that is well protected, you know, be protected from the elements from that which surrounds you. Um, that's also what I take from that title. So I hope that that's a correct interpretation. But uh, like you like said, it could also be um, the wolves and sheep's clothing kind of vibe. So there's a lot of cool elements to it. But definitely the, um, I, thought, I think the language in it and the usage of words, the wordplay is very, 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 very cool. He's got like terracotta hey, Virg. scotch. Virg, I got a question for you. How's that for an 18 year old? Momo's 18? Yep. Oh, no way. I thought yep. Momo was like some grown woman. I didn't realize she was this young lady. That's really cool, man. Yeah, really cool. And, and from India, right, Momo? Yeah. Yep. Well, again, uh, there's clearly uh, a, an interesting generation coming up. Because obviously, you know, I'm, like, I'm 50, and I know a very different breed of Indian person in terms of 
being expressive about what they think about the world. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, you have surprised me that you mentioned eighteen. More power to you, my mate. Keep writing, girl. All right, and I think I think it's about time for a little uh, double OBB. Here we go. Action. Like Reggie Dunn say, it's time for some action. The use of wordplay to stand against factions, political and criminal. My use of verse that's critical of actions more despicable than visuals in unthinkable. Torturous methods by those not as clever as those with vendettas that leave bombs in letters. Actions that sadden when infractions happen. It's time for more actions that do not feed sadness. Like heads being captured by radical captors. But in truth, who are they? Who the media name? Don't let them confuse. Take time. Use your brain. Study their claims like they interrogate. Don't forget Watergate and Contras engaged by the US of A. Nicaraguan pain was America's game. From Carter to Reagan, their actions remain like arms in Iran and CIA aims. Their actions have claimed more murders than Shane. Because, just like cowboys, they choose to employ brutality as their favorite envoy. Which has proven to be how they employ police, whose actions indeed lead to, yes, brutal scenes that many believe are warranted. Please. Their warrants are worthless, as is their main purpose to protect and serve. It seems they prefer to act like insurgents, protectors who hurt us and make people nervous. Their rebels should seckle and put down that metal. Instead, use their mental when their job gets stressful and act more like generals who have the credentials to serve and be helpful instead of judgmental. Yes, actions are needed to keep people breathing instead of just bleeding till their life has no meaning. This verse is an action demanding extraction of acts by assassins who hold onto badges that clear their infractions when court cases happen. It's time for the people to now mobilize and hinder the evil that hides behind doors of leaders and bores of those who outsource young people to wars where terrors enforced by those who they claim are sent to placate and put peace in place with guns on their waist or I'd rather factor wise verse and good grammar and use them like klaxons for positive action. I like that. I like that. Well, I'd rather factor wise verse and good grammar and use them like klaxons for positive action. Ah, what an ending. What a freaking ending that you put in on this. And I, I think that you just absolutely hit a freaking home run right here, my brother. Um, I love the way you put this. It, it's just perfect wordplay, perfect uh, message. And um, you know what? Yeah, what what the, are are we going to take action? Are we what are we, what what kind of action are we going to take? This is this is how words change the world right here. This is how words change the world because it gets you uh knowing what what to what to think. It gets you to thinking. And you need to think before you you act, before you jump up and and do whatever you want to do, join whatever protest you want to protest and join whatever group you want to group join. You know, think for yourself. Think for yourself. Think about what's going on. Make make it happen in your brain first, and use a little common sense that we're all part of humanity. We're part of a a, a living, breathing um, uh, world. We all bleed the same. We all breathe that freaking same air. And bottom line, I don't care what you look like. You're my brother. You're my sister. Let's do this thing together. Incredible job. Uh, Verge, incredible. Thank you very much, um, Jay. Um, sorry, I was just going to thank you for your comment. But, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. 
No, no, no problem, no problem. Let's let's get uh let's get Linda. Linda, what do you think? Well, you know, this is what I wrote, and then I'll tell you what I meant to say. Um, to me, the vicious actions of men against men is so ungodly it hurts my heart and soul, and it kills my spirit. What can we do when actions like these are bravoed by the sidelines while disgusted by many? And if you don't have what I meant by badge was not a police officer's badge, but by a citizen's brigade or your pedigree, you will not be heard. And we all need to wake up and not kill the roses for, for they may be our last hope to beautify this land in its spirit. The most compelling part to me was verse 4 through 8. And these things need not be so fucking out there. But this is, I love just how you let it out, Burge. No hesitations, just pure gasoline that fills, fuels the words of ingenious thought. Great ink, my brother. This was so well done. Um, and, and you know, I, 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 I want to put this on my, I will put this on my list for favorites and recommended. Because this of one of all of your pieces, I think it should be recommended to others. So, Verge, I love your I love your poem. It it hit me hard. Um, I'm all about the love. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, love is all you need. I can't see the haters with my love glasses on, and sometimes they get foggy, and I don't like what I see. Um, just let's all take hands and, and tell each other we love each other and, and show each other in small ways. It doesn't take much but a smile or, hey, you're looking good today. Or, you know what, um, yeah, you know, hi, how are you? You know, that's how we start bringing love to mankind because it cannot go on the way we are going. And you bring this out. I don't know why you always get me so fired up, but... That's how I feel, and and you you just you wrote a great poem here, Verge. Thank you for letting me uh, vent. Is that your dog? Dan, Dan, Dan. I think so. So before you jump in, Dan, I just have to say I think clearly you found out your dog as well, then, did <laughs> My dog's down. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. Get in here. I'm um, sorry. Um, it's your dog. <laughs> yeah, really sorry. Um, That's all right. Bert, um, I've got the most huge amount of respect for you, you know, and um, your writing, your message, your word, though it's hard, and I also really respect. And love the fact that you are bringing it to us in this way. Um, everything Linda said, everything you say, I want to say the same thing. Um, <laughs> but I can't say it quite as well. But um, I also feel like your work needs to be put out there more. And, um, I mean, that's up to all of us. We can all help with that, you know, with the recommendations and things. Um, for your voice to be heard, Um but yeah, man, you speak the truth and like 
I love that. I love that. We need that. Thank you, Terry. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I know. And let me, let me, while I've got you on air, thank you very much for um, actually embedding the link to reason on uh, the disabilities board. So I, you're one of the oh, people. I always shoot your stuff up. I know, and, and I, I know, and it's so nice to hear you actually say it on air as well. So I really appreciate you doing that. And yeah, but also, um, I, um, that's um, a way for each other that we can support each other. You know, it doesn't, it's not hard, you know, to um, exactly. for our friends. It's nothing hard about throwing up a recommendation or um, passing on the word, you know, passing on a link. Um, it's important, and um, yeah, I just would encourage. Through your voice being awesome, like with that, also, um, yeah. There's no yeah. way to just to no, have no. that voice out there, you know. No, I listen. You you you've said exactly how I feel, um, and and it does irk me a little bit that people don't seem to want to share my word as more, but hey, that's, that's I guess, a part of my ego, but it's also when listening to guys like you, who's fantastic level of support for me of recent, particularly JC, Linda, a lot of guys now that are beginning to get wind of me, and it is via your, your, your support and your sharing, and as you said, I think the one thing that I would say more than anything else, it really isn't hard it's copy, paste, guys, read. Take five minutes, take three minutes to just listen to something different, something that might inspire you. You might not like it, but at least take the time to listen. Because you never know what another person might be able to inspire you to do, to think, to change. Um, JC, I have to say now, thinking about what you said about um, Momo's book, I probably should have put this on our show yesterday as well, but I was so sort of confused with all the other things going on that it didn't strike me that this actually is one of those pieces that I've written that says to people, hey, these are words that can change the world, and we need to do more of that when the words are worthy of such. I'm not suggesting that everything I write is like that, but certainly in this case, I would say so. And one final thing before Blue jumps in, um, and Raz, hopefully, is that I have to shout out Sky quickly, because I actually, this actually reminds me of her thread about radium girls, the radium women, and let me tell you something, I watched a movie yesterday, and made me post this today, because the woman who, who, who started the action against the American radium company, the amount of pressure that she took just to get to the, to the point where people went, hold on a minute, this stuff is really killing these women. So it's been, always been actually a course of history that people have to undertake. And I've, I'm one of those that believes that, hey, sometimes you do have to do it the hard way. And the truth is hard for a lot of people to swallow. But regardless of what people think, Thanks to guys like you, you've all helped me to realise that whatever happens, I have to keep doing it, so I will. So thank you all for your comments. Go ahead, Joe. Amen. Amen. Boo. Boo, I know you've got something to say. 
First, I was going to tell Tan, but I agree with you. Great uh, statement there. Why can't you just support each other? You know, isn't that why we're here? Um, So I agree with you on that. Uh, I like this. I was looking for my favorite part. Oh, uh, don't let them confuse your brain. Take time. Use your brain. Study their claims that they interrogate. All the false bullshit that we believe, um, that we let them put in our head. Uh, for people that don't really know shit, they're just pulling that out of their ass a lot of times. They don't know the facts. They don't know the reasons why. They haven't studied. They want to have a debate, but they have no solution to anything. They're just talking out their ass. And um, so that's kind of what I see there. And then they act like insurgents, protect us who hurt us and make people nervous. Um, instead, use their mental. They get stressful. They think they can get over you on you just by, you know, telling you false things and just coming at you, but they have no claim. They have no reality. They have nothing to back it up. They're just empty, hot air. And that's what I see here. And uh, again, always in your face, have the balls at least to say it. And uh, probably people don't, a lot of people can't relate to this because they don't want to look. They don't want to know, and they don't have any balls. <laughs> so I say props to you, Big D, again, for bringing it up into the forefront. Awesome rhyme, awesome storytelling, and your signature exclamation point. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I again just before Brad jumps in, I, I would like to say that um, the interesting part, isn't it? If you think about it, look who look who the people are who are saying this stuff needs to be out there. It needs to be heard. It's cool. It's all women. Women don't. You guys don't have balls, as far as I'm aware. So <laughs> it just goes to show you that. The, old, the whole idea of men being the great leaders, the great powerhouses of the world. Maybe I'm not necessarily suggesting that everything from Me Too to this, that, and the other to do with feminism is, is necessarily exhibiting that. But what I would also say is that there are women out there, strong women like yourselves, who clearly appreciate these things. And like I said about the women from um, the Radium Girls, talk about strength, you know? So let's not ever forget that the, the fight comes a lot of the time from women too. It's not always men that are the ones that drive these things. So more power to the ladies tonight. That's my uh, there you go. perspective. It's Mother's Day, so I have to reinforce that. There you go. And Raz, you get the last say, and then we're going to have you uh, read the next poem. Yes, this piece definitely shows how much uh, better we could do on each other's side if we were all for the same cause of humanities than this world of which the poet is speaking, how actions speak louder than words could very well save what's left of uh, mankind. It's a visionary type of freestyle. Thank you, Raz. Appreciate it, bro. Excellent. All right. I want to I want to go into this next poem by saying that this particular uh, poet asked for several people to read this poem or just one Raz. So we're we're gonna go with the we're gonna go with just one Raz. And here we go. Yes. All right, uh, Raz. All right. Well, what do you know? I didn't even know they're making special requests now for me to do their uh, bits. But, uh, yes, uh, it's Lauren 67, and damn near 
didn't make it. And uh, if you know anything about Lawrence, uh, what he's talking about with cats being able to talk, all that is an established standard. Damn near didn't make it. The Adventures of Nigel the Fat Cat and his homie Alfie in damn near didn't make it. Alfie, ow, ouch, Other that hurts. What human sounds like to cats? Blah, 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 translation. Oh, my big, strong Alfie is going to the kitty doctor to get his neuter's license. I'm so proud of you, my Alfie Poo. Nigel, hey Alfie, what's going on? Why is Heather pulling out your hair and putting on your new collar? Alfie, hey Nigel, I'm not sure you know I don't talk, Heather, but I think she's taking me to get a new piece of shit toy. Nigel, really? All right. You know, Heather's okay for a human, but how do you know she's taking you out for a new toy? Alfie, well, you know, Princess the Ghetto Queen from New Orleans? Nigel, yeah, yeah, she's Heather's oldest cat. I heard she had gotten in trouble with the hard stuff. Did some time. Alfie, yeah, she was bad on that catnip. She was in rehab, but you know how that goes. She's on the run, and Heather has taken her in. Nigel, gotta stay off the nip. It ain't no joke. A nickel bag of nip, and before you know, you're shooting nip out of your nipples. Alfie, right. Nigel, you gotta nip it in the bud. Alfie, yep. Nigel, just say nope to nip. Alfie, uh uh-huh. Nigel, you got to go nipless. Alfie, all right, already. Jeez, Louise. Nigel, so where's Princess going to stay? Who's going to watch her? Alfie, uh, I believe Heather said Nigel. Nigel, I believe you're full of shit. Alfie, I know you are, but what am I? Nigel, you're crazy. I ain't watching no ghetto queen from New Orleans. Alfie, anyways, Princess can speak a little Heather. And she told me, oh, shit, Alfie, she's thinking to get a new turd. Nigel, Alfie, you're not going to get a new piece of shit toy. You're going to get neutered. Alfie, I'm not. No way. No how. Hell no. Hey, Nigel. Nigel. Yes, Alfie? Alfie. What's a neutered? Uh, Nigel. I'll whisper it to you. Whisper, whisper, whisper. Uh-huh. And then they do what? To my what? Bullshit. Hey. 671. Lauren 67. Yes, Alfie? Alfie, look, man, you already had 360 words, and just because you got some kind of word limit on this skit doesn't mean you got to cut off my jewels, man. 67. Look, Alfie, I've had just about enough of you complaining. Besides, 
I'm the writer, and you're just some character that I made up. Alfie, uh, excuse me. Character, huh? Last week, we was your meal ticket. And last Christmas, Nigel had a co-sign for you to buy that ho, 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 ho. 67, who told you? Alfie, oh, tell me everything and end poem. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, where are you? You've muted yourself, haven't you? Jay? Tell me we yeah. have lost Jay. We haven't lost Jay, have we? Where's he gone? <laughs> He's obviously gone for some nip. Linda, I'm in the studio, so I'm yeah. hoping you're on. Come on, Linda, give us a comment. What do you think? It's racing oh. <laughs> that, Well, that was extremely Lawrence. I mean, what can you say about Lawrence's Alfie and Nigel? I mean, it was uh, it was funny, funny, funny. Um, I don't know what I could say besides that. I mean, he does a really great job of, of humor, and I like that because I'm a humorous writer as well. So I like that. Um, yeah, this was like out there, and uh, he hit the the nail on the humorous head. Uh, good job, Lawrence. Um, Tom, what about you? What do you think of all this? <laughs> yeah, this is all radio skits oh, with uh, Lawrence sixty seven. He definitely has an edge there on bringing up. Uh, his own form of uh, postmodern humor. And uh, I've seen other bits with Nigel and Alfie, and uh, they're definitely interesting cats. If I had my own, maybe uh, I would imagine they would talk for myself, but uh, it, it all depends on a person's perspective. If uh, we're living an allegory, a fable, a myth, or just pure facts. Oh, well, I am back. Can you, can you hear me back. now? Yeah, we got you back, Jay. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, what happened is, for some reason, Blog Talk cut my sound off. I don't know, because I could hear you guys. You just couldn't hear me. Uh, so who's commented? Uh, Linda and Raz. So I think we've got Tan, myself, and uh, Sue. And you. Well, what I wanted to say, first of all, that this is ingenious. Uh, he, Lawrence has some incredible mind that goes off in some crazy direction, and you just got to love it, and you just got to love all of these. We'll be reading another one on Wednesday, so I love it. Uh, Tans, what did you think about this? Tans, are you there? Sandra's on the board that she had to go take care of the kids. Oh, okay, cool. Well done, guys. All right, how about... All right, Bird. You get the last day because we lost Boo. Okay, cool. Well, let me say this. This was a classic Lawrence piece. Just filled with... Sorry, let me wait for this to stop. Just filled with great lines, great wit, 
Um, but also, interestingly, I think it kind of relates a little bit to what we were saying previously about um, people not knowing anything and running their guns. Like there's so many, like there's so many sections in this poem that, that, that reflect on that, where he's, where they're, they're having the kind of repartee between one another, and it's just like, man, you need to just shut up and. and you know, say, say no to the difference. <laughs> he's got a clever little line, you know, that he's thrown in. But what I will finally say is, uh, no, I, I'm sorry. Uh, as a man who appreciates the fineness of ladies' curvature, the nipples are not something I'm ever trying to leave alone. Okay, Lawrence? But other than that, great, great time. Really enjoyed it. Thought it was fabulous. Again, really funny and very good. Very, very wicked. Very wicked. Awesome. All right. What I'm going to do is I will read the next poem, and this is a nice little tribute from Joseph Moon. It's called Mothers in Ode, and it goes like this. The most magnificent poetry on the lips of mankind is the poetic word mother, and the most celestial call is the call of my mother. Tis a word adorned in hope. And love, a tender and parasitical poem coming from the bathymetric of the heart. The mother is everything, the universe. She is our solace in sorrow, our wishes in misery, our resilience during helplessness, our strength in weakness. Mother is the tree of love, mercy, sympathy, forgiving. When we lose our mother, we lose pure soul who blesses and caretakers us constantly. All things in nature symbolize the mother. She is the spirit from heaven, full of beauty and love. End poem. What a brilliant, brilliant little um, little uh, poem here from a recent uh um, inspired by uh, Bob Seeger, uh, which which is awesome, you know, with an additional inspiration from a Bob Seeger song. You know, Bob Seeger just turned 76 years old a couple days ago, and that's uh, that's absolutely wild in my head. Growing up to his music, I think that this is a, just an, a a wonderful tribute to the overall. Um, um, kind of uh, picture and, and feel of what a mother is. And I really like this. Uh, Burge, what do you think? Couldn't agree more. Um, uh, I think, I mean, it's hard for me because my mother had went through so much and I went through so much with her. So I try not to reminisce too much about my mother's life. But what this poem did was reminded me of how beautiful her love was for me and, and the love that we shared. And uh, what a great homage to mothers um, on such a poignant day for it to be um, heard. I think this is a fabulous poem. I think we should all, those of us who've had, who've been fortunate enough to have good mothers, should always remember them with love, with respect, and honor them with the things that we say about them in their passing, and particularly whilst they're alive, and to make sure we show that love to our mothers, because without our mothers,
today that we wouldn't be here. They carry us, they nurture us, they feed us, they help us to grow. And um, this poem exudes all of that in mad abundance. So I really, really am very um, appreciative of this poem. And uh, thank you, Joseph. This is a masterpiece as well. In terms of speaking about matters. Absolutely. Linda, what do you think? Uh, This was just absolutely awesome ode to his mom and and other mothers out there. Um, I just love this, Joseph. Um, It was the epitome of momimity. Lovely word strands that remind us what, what it took for them to love us. Because if we think back, it took a whole hell of a lot for our moms to love us at some points in time. We were not the best babies. Uh, I think Joseph did a spectacular job at at this tribute to moms everywhere, wow. and it made me think that made me think back on 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 my mother and and how I loved her and how our relationship didn't always go well, but she loved me anyway. And um, and I, I, it's nice to be reminded of the fact that my mother's love was true, and it was merc- merciless and sympath- sympathetic, and the forgiveness, and and that's where I I lost my mother, and um, uh, I have to remember her that way. So thank you, Joseph, for reminding me of what my mom went through to raise me and what it is to love, be loved by her and to love her. And I love what, uh, what Soul said out on the board. She said, um, the most artistic poem I've read here, no love can replace the mother's love. Um, and you defined her just perfect metaphors. Loved every word of it. The most magnificent poetry on the lips of mankind is the poetic word mother. Excellent, excellent comment. Um, Raz, what do you think? Yes, I agree with this poem wholeheartedly. It does, in fact, uh, show a, a universal sign that everyone can acknowledge that their mother's love is like no other of which you will receive in the course of a single lifetime. How a mother loves a child is really that more selfless than any other type. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome comment. All right. I think what we're going to do is we're going to do one more poem, and then we're going to call it a night. And the uh, three remaining poems we're going to bring over to our house on Wednesday, noon Eastern. Uh, We want to thank everybody who wrote for us. It is uh, really, really appreciative. And so I'm going to play a little uh, audio here that we have from Selwa. And here we go. I love poems, not to complain, nor pour me plaindre. All the misfortune of my life over the years, I paved them with my tired tears in my memory. Not to complain, but to relieve me and soothe hearts. The one 
who once had his enraged heart, his bitter joy joined me at the bottom of the river. I became his stone, endured it all, sense a complain. My grace, he wanted to defile it, but the gentle currents of my fate have shaped me flexibly at the bottom of this abyss. The misfortune of others became my light. My soul had learned to sigh silently. Alas, my smiles have blossomed my lonely life. When time comes the rain of love, we water the flowers of my heart, sweet drops. My eyes will let me dream about times of love to exist somewhere. They will see birds of day that the breeze caresses and the defeat of a happy season. Tous les malheurs de ma vie au long des années, je les ai pavés avec mes larmes, fatigués dans ma mémoire, non pour me plaindre, mais pour me soulager, apaiser des cœurs. Celui qui jadis son cœur enragé, sa joie amère, I don't know what's going on with the audio, so what I'm going to do is, um, Linda, I'm going to have you go ahead and read her English version of that, if that's okay with you, because okay, for some reason that audio is really muttered. Okay, hang on. I'm going to have to refresh here. Okay. On the day we fall in love. There we go. Monkeys. Okay. This is by uh, Not to Complain by I Love Poems, my Sawa. And it goes like this. All the misfortunes of life over the years... I've paved them with my tired tears in my memory, not to complain, but to relieve me and soothe hearts. The one who was one who once had his enraged heart and his bitter joy drowned me at the bottom of a river. I became his stone. I endured it all, sans to complain. My grace, he wanted to defile it, but the gentle currents of my faith have shaped me flex, shaped me flexibly at the bottom of his abyss, where misfortunes of others may became my light. My soul has learned to sigh silently. Alas, my smiles have blossomed my lonely life. When time comes, the rain of love will water. The flowers of my heart will sweep drops. My eyes will let me dream about times of love that exist somewhere. They will see the birth of days that the breeze caresses under the feet of a happy season. All right. I am going to play it one more time before we go out. I guess the people out on the board were saying it was it was perfectly clear. Maybe it's my phone. Maybe I have the problem. I don't know. 
because my phone was kind of really, really messed up at the time. But what a beautiful, beautiful um, um, poem that she's written here. And once again, it leans to her. Uh, it leans to her dreams and her hopefulness. And everything, everything she writes has that has that hopeful ending air at the end. And I think that she does a great job. My eyes will let me dream about times of love that exist somewhere. They will see birth of days that breeze caresses under the feet of a happy season. I love that. I love her. Love her attitude, and it's an attitude that everybody should should grasp a hold of. Wonderful, wonderful job. Yeah. Okay. And birds, what do you think about that? Yeah, again, classic style, a really beautiful piece, actually. I really like this as well. There's a lot of the, the ups and downs in the, the, the search and the need to find that love. Um, my grace, he wanted to defile it, but the gentle currents of my faith have shaped me flexibly at the bottom of this abyss where misfortunes of others became my life. That, I think, um, epitomizes the kind of um, spirit and soul that, that Sarah is. Through adversity, through whatever she's been through, she still, still finds and will predominantly seek the light and love. And more of us need to be able to do that. So this is one of those poems that, again, um, people really should not just dismiss because it... it, it it's actually a, a poem that teaches as much as it gives us a sense of what she's been through. It teaches us that, hey, we all go through these rough times. We all have people that abuse and mistreat us, but that doesn't mean that we can't see the love and the light in others, and more importantly, within ourselves, to move beyond those haters that Linda might say, the, the haters we have to shun them and just keep doing the good that we know that we do. So... Um, beautiful poem style, really, really good job. Like this one a lot. Wonderful comment, Raz. What do you think? Yes, it's like a lightning bug, which can only be seen at night. What there is of the love that remains. There was that darkness there at the beginning of the poem, and then finally some form of a whispering ember which only promised that through the act of love is there the memory of that uh, very emotion ever onward lasting long into the night. Great comment. Linda, you get the last comment of the show. Okay, you know what? (laughs) I couldn't pull that up. Hang on. My computer is really okay. Are we talking about Sawa's poem? Yeah, the one you just read. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, this was a beautiful poem by Sawa. Um, she always. Uh, lately, a matter of fact, has been incorporating a lot of strength into her poetry. 
And I just loved how she encapsulated her bad into something that can bring her hope. Um, her strength is soft but overwhelming um, to the pain. And a great job to Sawa, um, my lovely friend. Um, she once again showed what a beauty she is. And I love this poem. It really was heartfelt for me. Um, I just love it when we can rise above the pain and come out of it with a good heart. Because a lot of people go through that pain and somehow at the end of it, um, their hearts are ruined for good. And Sawa always shows how she has imagined a way or come up with a way to go through her pain and not let it destroy her heart. So good job, my Sawa. I love you. All right. Now what I'm going to do here is thank everybody who's been with us. Uh, Brandy, Nick, Wayne, Raz, Linda, Verge, all for calling. Really appreciate you. got a boo for everything she does. Tans, Ezekiel, Momos, um, Laughing Soul out on the board. We really appreciate you guys. Love you all. And uh, everybody who wrote for us will carry the other three over because you guys have been absolutely awesome and we care about everybody. And what I'm going to do for the outro is I'm going to play Sal's uh, poem again, see if it's better, but the whole thing, I think it's my phone. So I'm just going to go with it and let you guys listen to the whole thing over again. So enjoy. We love you all. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Night, night. Good night, guys. Take care. Have a good week. Love you, Ma. My eyes have never seen. Mes yeux n'ont jamais vu. My eyes have never seen such a beautiful hour. Such prettiness. With the sky dances there. With purple hues and ruby red. Penetrating my heart with dazzling joy. Out spirits fell asleep in the immense sea. And the soft sand joins the dewy pouring. Offering to the light breeze finest shells. My mind wonder, is it a marriage who get confused with the reflection of a new dawn? Oh, beautiful nature, loves you, you know. I feel you, I taste you, you move me. Mes yeux n'ont jamais vu une heure aussi belle, une telle joliesse, le ciel y danse. Avec ses teintes en pourpres et rougeâtres vermeilles, pétrant mon cœur avec une joie éclatante, sur la mer immense et des sables mous rejoints, coulés de rosée, offrant à la brise légère ses plus belles coquilles. Et mon esprit vagabond se demande à sa mirage qui a été confus à l'image des reflets d'une nouvelle robe and the fall. And with that, uh, we're calling in a night, 
and thanking everybody. And uh, this is JCA signing off. This has been Open Poetry.